get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. Uh. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome to the 35th installment of the What Up Though podcast. <laughs> He's talking. You don't give a fuck. Said, fuck this shit. Uh, stomach, uh, fuck ass podcast. Uh, I don't know. I I uh, I've been thinking about the podcast the last couple of days. and thinking about shit, and I just I don't know. I didn't really have no enthusiasm for shit. Like, <laughs> the week just was like good a, to know. Good it was just know. a blast week of like news and shit. It, it really wasn't nothing. It really like popped off, and so I was just like, eh, hopefully some shit come up. But then, as always, you know. The today I thought like it was like three things that came up and I was like ah oh, that'd be cool and shit so you know it never fails though I mean that was actually earlier than a couple other times I literally didn't have shit until we hit record and then you know topics and shit popped up in my head and shit yeah so. did you have anything interesting uh, that happened to you this week anything to talk about um current events in the life of Otis. At blame oh, I didn't tell you. So, I got a I got a rejection letter. We talking like two hours. <laughs> oh, I didn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I got a rejection letter for a job I applied for. God so, damn it! So I was like, I really wanted you the marathon shit. Yeah, damn, I really wanted you to get that shit. Man, I was pissed. They didn't take me. They didn't take me neither. I applied for that shit a couple years back, and they didn't take me neither. So they, one of my boys who went with me, they didn't take him either. So. And, you know, I was on the outside of my wife. And she's been, like, hella supportive, you know, my whole, you know, job hunt. That's the point of having a wife. Man, dog, <laughs> so fucking clutch. All these but, Twitter thoughts would have dumped you by now. Dog, <laughs> all these damn thotties and shit. Uh, but, you know, she was like, well, you know, it was so many people, you know, maybe it just wasn't meant to be. I'm like, well, that shit don't make me feel that much better. <laughs> I'm like, fuck meant to be shit. I just need to get it shit. So, but. Jesus whatever. has a better plan for you, baby. Yeah, that was, that, that's kind of, you know... Fuck Jesus! I'm on the right, job! Right, that was, was kind of how it went. I was just like... Ugh. So... But, you know... You just gotta good. keep on praying. Yeah. Yeah, keep keep on pushing. And, yeah. <laughs> so, other than that, though... And so that was probably why I was sour this week. Uh, yeah, probably. Um, but... Other than that, though, ain't been too much... Too much of blah week. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> Yeah, shit. I'm I'm not in a position to talk about at the moment. But I had a I had a rough week at work. Suffice it to say that uh, I'm unhappy at my current job, and I am considering the exploration of other <laughs> other, other opportunities. Other opportunities. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, I had a I had a shitty week at work. But I'm anticipating this upcoming week. Uh, my birthday is on Thursday, and when you reach our age, man, these birthdays are kind of just like. They're like solemn times for reflection. Like, let me think about how much I fucked up in life. Man, like, how <laughs> much point? How, how much money I haven't saved? Exactly. And you know, how much four hundred one k I don't right. have? Right. How much money? How much more money could I have made if I had made these correct decisions in my twenties? Uh, yeah. So it, it's it's a birthday is a solemn time. My birthday is a, a, about exactly uh, about a month after Christmas. So it's like I go from like 
I kind of even don't really think about my birthday till after Christmas is over. So it's like I go, I go from like, all right, Leah, let's, we're talking about Thanksgiving, good food, good times, hanging out with family, Thanksgiving, cool, Christmas, more good food, more hanging out with family, good times, cool. And then after Christmas, it's like, shit, now I'm old. Right. I did shit with my life. I'm a fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I got to think about this shit. It was, it was a horrible time for reflection. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I remember when I... When I first got into my 30s, so I'll be 35 this year. And I'm just like, you know what, man? I got to make my 30s like my best decade ever. You're almost kind of like significantly older than me. That's kind of a big difference, though. Like, I feel like I always feel like everybody who I fuck with is what, the same is this, two age years? Yeah, but that's a lot to me, dog. Like, yeah. It's a lot for like the fact that we're like in the same peer group. Like I feel like everybody in my peer group is within a, a year. Right. Uh, range of me so anybody who's two years older or two years younger I feel like okay you're like significantly younger older. right right but I'm gonna I'm hit that hot 33 on Thursday and I'm uh I don't care I don't you know think about it or whatever but the the only the literally the only thing I've thought about about as in regard to turning 33 is that that's Grant Hill's jersey number <laughs> that's all I've thought about I turned Grant Hill's jersey number on Thursday yeah, That's about it. I think I'm, I haven't really. I don't know. Thirty four was one of the ones where I probably mistake mistaken my age. Somebody asked me, and it's not like a memorable age. If you just say, you know, it's not twenty five, it's not thirty. Right. I'm like, yeah, I, I am thirty four. Yeah, it's like you know, you know, no one congratulates you for being thirty four and shit. Right. So it's just a a filler age. It seems like then you got thirty five. I think it's forty, and then. Maybe 40. No, 50. No one really gives a fuck about mid-40s right, and yeah. shit. So, I'm not having like a grand-ass 49th birthday party or some shit. Yeah, you know, I'm so. not looking forward to getting old, old. Like, when you're like 18, 30 is old. When you're like 25, 40 is old. Right. So, when you're like, so right now, at, at soon to be 33, I kind of feel like 50 is old. Like, I'm, I'm going to feel old at 50. I can't even imagine what like I can't even imagine seventeen years from now. Like what's what's that gonna be like? And that's crazy because that's that's more years than between eighteen and thirty three. Right. So it's kinda like I don't know, it, it's 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 a crazy idea to think that one day I'm gonna be well, hopefully one day I'll be fifty. Well is that the thing too? <laughs> hopefully like, I don't write to the like, white police. Right, it's like right, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Theoretically right. one day I'll yeah. be fifty. You get you get pulled over and it's just like fuck, shit's over. Um, but yeah, it's like I get pulled over for littering, and all of a sudden I'm dead. All right, I went for my wallet, and a nigga choked me to death. You know, what I'm saying? so. But yeah, it's like you know you you don't want to you don't want to rush getting old, but you want to experience getting old because you know the opposite of getting old is just fucking dead. You know, so yeah, it's bittersweet. And then I think we were talking before. I think about you know having thoughts of your own your own mortality. So it's like. How old do you really want to get? Like, yeah, yeah it's 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 so weird. I think your thirties is just like you know, it's a it's a lot of reflection. I'll say that much. And also, um, with talking about reflecting on your own mortality, like when you get into your thirties and shit like that, more people who you know in real life start dying. So, like like we discussed, my dad died um, a little over a month ago, and my grandma is in her in her nineties. And you think of like once you get that age, people start dropping, dog. And I've had people start dropping that were unexpected. Like I had a friend who died a couple months ago, who's who was my age in a car accident, and like 
all of a sudden you just start people start dying around you. It, it makes you reflect on more, your your own mortality even more than you would be just off of being in your thirties. Like and it's crazy to think about you thinking about your mortality in your thirties because that's that's crazy. But yeah, when people around you start dying, you can't help it. You know, man, it's like you know what. Right before, I guess last last year around this time, no, it was in February. My wife's grandmother passed. So then, you know, now right beginning of January, you know, our granddad passed, and it was just like, damn! Every time I done I done seen her family like two out of three times lately has been because of somebody dying and shit. Right. And it's like crazy when her when her grandmother passed, her. They, I think either that same day later on or the next day, her uncle on her opposite side of the family passed. So we went to a friend, went to two funerals in two days and shit. Damn. Yeah, I was like, I'm so over fucking funerals and shit. Yeah. So. Now, is it me, man, or is it like, I, I don't know, I feel like, I feel like, man, I feel like such an asshole, man, but like, for me, I've never really held too much with like uncles or aunts or grandparents dying. Like, I don't know, like, when I hear that somebody said, like, like my uncle died or something, I, I don't, my immediate reaction isn't like, oh my god, that's so fucked up, I know you must, you must be feeling horrible right now, like, because, like, if one of my uncles died, well, I mean, a lot of my uncles have died, but, like, if one of my remaining uncles died, yeah, it'd be fucked up, but I, I, I don't know, I, I wouldn't really feel like people, I wouldn't really feel like that's, like, a sympathy thing, where, like, people are gonna come at you, like, Oh my god, I'm so sorry to hear that your uncle died. Yeah, I think because like I've been getting heavy with my dad, but like that's understandable, right? But like with a, like an uncle or something like that, like I think it's really, it's, I think it's really relationship. Like I feel like I'd be like cheating the system, like having days off work because like what like do y'all get I days off work for? Uh-oh. Yeah, I get days off for an uncle, so I, I get I got five days, I got five days for my dad. Um, you get five days for well, my current job. You get five days for a parent, a sibling. A child or your husband or wife, and then you get three days for grandparents, uh, aunts and uncles, uh, nieces and nephews. So like, I would get three days if an uncle died, and I, I would gladly take those three days. But it's not like I would be. I honestly don't see me use. I, I'd almost feel like I'd be cheating the system and shit. Like I got three days off. Like bet now I'm yeah. gonna like spend three days in the bed watching yeah, I, Netflix. Yeah, I think it's. A- <laughs> I don't know why people think I'm like. Yeah, crazy I'm, morning. Right. I don't know if I spent three days crying. I'm spent three you're days. You're at home waking up like woo, <laughs> like you know, going through your day. Yeah. I don't got to set an alarm. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of people don't. You know, I, well, for me, I, I have you know my on my well, my dad's I'm side. Sorry, in case one of my uncles somehow listened. To this. Right, right. <laughs> sorry, I hope, man. I hope not. The bottom ones they picked, they picked right. them up. So. I love you, dog. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like on my dad's side, like I'm really close to my aunts and uncles, my aunt and then my uncle. So you know that would probably hit me hard. But and for people who know I'm close to them, be cool. But on my mom's side, I mean, we are all like we. I've already had an uncle pass on mom's side. Uh, we were pretty close. Uh, but yeah, it's not the. I don't have. It don't. I don't think it had the same sting, you know, as like a. It definitely doesn't have the same thing as parents. But I have friends that I would probably be more sick with if I, you know, than you know some aunts and uncles. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, so I don't know, but yeah, it's a. And then, like you know, you, you speak about you know, I, hey, that we have, I, actually are in the same club of having dads that passed away and stuff. So it's like a weird, uh, <laughs> a weird thing to you know have in common. But like this week was like. 
it's been two years this week since my dad dad passed. And I was just like, damn, it's really been two fucking years. But it's so crazy because right around this week, like my mom's birthday is today. So like two years ago when we found out he died, my mom's birthday came and it was like I couldn't really celebrate her birthday because I was like, you know, mourning my dad dying and stuff, you know. So, yeah. like, I saw one of my uncles last week, and you know, he was talking about how my aunt, you know, wanted to get together, you know, around the time my dad. Died. I'm like, I don't want to fucking celebrate that shit. Yeah, no, like, fuck no, I'm that. Yeah, I, I even talked to her, and I was purposely did, you know, didn't try to hit her up or anything. I'm like, I don't want to celebrate that shit. Like, it's cool they want to get together, you know. Hang out maybe around his birthday or something. Even then, I'm still like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand public mourning. Like, I don't, I don't feel either. like I have to do that shit with y'all. You know what I'm saying? With y'all, me, you know, relatives and all that shit. So. I understand when people tweet that shit. Like, I don't even get that. Like that, that's kind of confusing to me. But like I said, I'm not a like you said, I'm not a public mourner. Like, so I don't really get the idea of like. Hey, just I, I think it's always like a, a play to get sympathy. So like you tweet right. like, oh mm-hmm. man, my dad died uh, a year ago, and then it, it, it seems like it's just a play to get people to, to tweet you. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. I hope you get through the day. I'm praying for you, or whatever the case may be. Like I think about it, I think about it every now and then, but I, I certainly don't tweet about it. Like for me, I know that there are certain times where I'm gonna think about it. Like for me, my dad is like the biggest the 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 biggest Tigers fan that I've ever known. Like my, be- my one of my best friends, Larry, is like is absolutely the biggest Tigers fan too. Like it's hard for me to. I don't even try to choose one over the other. They're right. both e- equally huge Tigers fans. But like I thought about like like today when I read that Max Scherzer was going to sign with the Nationals, I thought like that's something that I would have texted my dad about. Right. Or if you know like when my birthday hits on Thursday, it's going to be like. It was my first birthday where my dad coming to coming to a dinner or texting me on my birthday is not going to happen. And then, like, his birthday is in September. You know, shit like that. Or this past right. Christmas, you know. Shit like that. Like, those, 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 first, uh, those first moments, uh, I think about them, but I don't, you know, I don't tweet or dwell on them or anything like that. Yeah, it's hella awkward. I, I definitely would, would uh would agree. You, you gotta stop playing video games while we record, sir. No, no I, I got <laughs> alert. I look like, oh, this nigga opened up fucking some fucking phone game and shit. Now, man, dude, so I've never really been into games on my phone because one, I never really had a phone that had really good battery life. <laughs> but I swear, this is like the third straight podcast where right. I'm like, so I commented like, this nigga's right. playing video games. So I've record. been into Clash of Clans for the last like month and. It's funny, real because I hadn't even played today. But just so happened, I was just sitting here like, oh, and I get an alert. I'm like, oh, let's check this out. But yeah, but all my phones been like shitty with like RAM, and so you know, never had space on the phone. But now I have a dope phone, and I like do shit like play games. But whatever. Um. So what? Uh. So we had emails from last podcast. Oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Kellen's email. Yeah, yeah. We kind of want. We got a few emails, but we want to talk about Kellen's email because um, he didn't uh, really get in touch with us in time to contribute to the unpopular opinions episode from last week. Was that? Yeah, we're Yeah, um, he didn't really get in contact with us in time to 
contribute to last week's episode about unpopular opinions. So uh, I'm going to read his email right quick, and I think we're going to talk about a little bit of stuff that he mentioned. So he said, uh, that was a great episode. He put great in all caps for the record. So y'all know know episode 34 was a shit because it was in all caps. And I think you guys should have more should have more themed podcasts like this one and the hip hop episode. And he put in parentheses, if you ever do a football episode, call me. And we've had, we got a couple requests for like football episodes. And that's it's fucked up because like now football is over, so it's like ah shit. But I'm thinking like maybe we can do something for like the draft or something like that. Yeah, I'd be down. Or, you know, maybe we can do I wanna say like maybe we could do something for the Super Bowl, but both of the people, both Kellen and Steve are absolute diehard Lions fans. So it's like how... It's like part of me is like, yeah, we can talk football for the Super Bowl, but do we really... How much do we really care? Because, like, the Lions ain't in it. Well, yeah, I think... Well, the cool thing I think about them is that, I mean, you can probably speak more to Steven than than I can. Um, But they both seem to have really good football IQs. Absolutely. So I think that even if, you know, it wasn't about the Lions... You know, because I was chatting with Steven on Twitter today about, you know, stuff. And he wants, I was like, well, she just email us, man. You know, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think it'd be a good, it, it, it might could be, we, we might could do one that just kind of recaps the season. Um, that could, yeah, actually, that's a good idea. That yeah, could work. For the end of the season. And, end of the, end and end of the preview season. what what needs to be done in order to be more successful next season. Yeah, I think. I think like a, a next season preview. That, that, yeah, that could work. Maybe we could do something like that, like after the Super Bowl, right. talk about yeah this past season and, and what we could do going into next year. Hear that, Stephen and Kelly? Right, yeah, hear that? <laughs> yeah, get your put your thinking caps on. Right, right. Start making your for, notes uh, and shit. What the Lions could do uh, going into next year? Yeah. But anyway, so, so um, he said, "Sorry that I've been MIA. Haven't really had the time to send and write emails lately. I have a few unpopular unpopular opinions of my own. I know that ship is sailed, but I'm putting them out there anyway." Uh, hot sauce is overrated. Scandal sucks. European cut suits look terrible, and Beyonce is not fine. There, I said it. Right. Now to touch on a few of the opinions that we're talking about in the podcast. One, never really been a fan of Jay Z. Always felt he was overrated. Two, Popeyes is awesome, of course. Three, Sweetwater rings are trash. Four, fedora hats are cool with the right attire. Those are just a few. I have notes from the previous three podcasts. Didn't want to make this email too long. Keep the good work. Hopefully, I can swing by and spot some Kessler soon. So, um, hot sauce is overrated. Um, where do you stand on hot sauce? Hot sauce has been one of my go-to condiments for, you know, uh, chicken mainly for many, 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 many years. But I've kind of leaned, I've kind of went away from hot sauce with, and replaced it with sriracha. I haven't used. I used hot sauce once. I had some chicken at a bar a couple of days ago. No, about a week. Actually, about a week ago. But I use sriracha for everything. Not but right. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> can't say a week ago without doing the fucking dance and shit. I just want to just throw my hat in the air. Bro, you can't even see shit. And I was right. like, about a week ago. <laughs> but yeah, so I use sriracha now instead of hot sauce a lot, and I, I kind of like it a lot more. So. Not that I, th- I don't think hot sauce is totally overrated, but I definitely haven't used it nearly as much as I used to. Well, I definitely don't think hot sauce is overrated. I love hot sauce. But my hot sauce usage is where I feel like it can help enhance a dish. 
Cause like I said a dish Like a fucking Emerald Gossi I like shit. that you cook this like, yeah, like, 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 But um Like okay So like take chicken for instance I don't like putting Hot sauce on chicken Because I don't want The hot sauce To take away From how the chicken Should shape Chicken should taste That was a weird Little group of words <laughs> But I don't It was kind of weird Getting out Chicken should shake like, Chicken weird. should shake Yeah, yeah. But I don't want The hot sauce To take away from that so like, I don't really like putting hot sauce on chicken because I feel like the chicken should stand alone. Really? Yeah, like I, I like if your chicken is like well seasoned and you know well cooked, I want to taste the chicken and the seasoning. I want to taste that shit alone. No Popeye's like spicy. No, no Popeye's spicy glitter. We get back to that. Spicy glitter. It's like you know the, 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 the spicy glitter. The spicy glitter just comes off the pole and shit and just circles the, the room. It's the shit. dust of spicy glitter falling, spicy glitter. falling down from the fucking stripper and shit. Uh, but I don't really like it to detract from what I feel like something that should be properly seasoned in the first place. I I'll do it and I like it, but I would prefer. I prefer to not do it. So, like, if I have, like, if I have some chicken and I taste it without hot sauce and I think it's dope, I'm not going to put hot sauce on it because I feel like it will detract from the way the chicken tastes. Now, if I got chicken that tastes, like, average, it's okay. Then I'll dump some hot sauce on it and be like, okay, let's take it up a notch. What I do like to do is put hot sauce on, like, uh, egg, egg shit. So, like, I put hot sauce on, like, omelets. Really? Eggs. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever tried that? No. That shit is good. I like that shit because eggs generally are like they're not bland or anything like that, but they're not like I just like cheese in my eggs. Well, if I have scrambled eggs, yeah, like I I would like to put I like putting the hot sauce on eggs. So like scrambled eggs, omelets, shit like that. But aside from any of that shit, I don't I love putting hot sauce. I love putting Frank's on a whole lot of shit. I put hot sauce on vegetables. Yeah, that's I, a great way for me to eat vegetables. I put hot sauce on greens. Um, right? Yeah, a lot, yeah. A lot of people do that. Um, never done it on broccoli. Uh, I do it on. I, I put it on broccoli. I don't have to, or but if o- it's there, or, you eat, fried, you eat okra. Nah. Oh, okay. Well, I do it okra, fried okra at least. Yeah, but. anything fried is good to put hot sauce on it. But like, I, I, I like hot sauce. Now, what you said, I think sriracha is overrated. Really? I don't like sriracha that much, dog. Like, I really? like it. It's good, but I think it's overrated. I think it's like trendy. Like I think like sriracha is hot in the streets right now. Well, I think it is. I, well, I will. I agree with you there. I think it is trendy, but it's really good though. Like man, I already right, made chili um uh about a week or two or ago. And my like, it was like a midday. I got my hands up. Like, can I? Did she make it a week ago or did right. she make it two weeks ago? Yeah, like, I think, I think, it, I think it was two. Weeks. Yeah, it had to be two weeks. Yeah, I just got to sit here. Yeah, right. because right. <laughs> I think we had a freezing song because we ain't eat it all today. Yeah, but she had a, but she would usually she would normally use some hot sauce but we ended up using sriracha instead and it was so much better. But yeah, I think it is it is it is trendy. I give it that. But it's definitely good. It's definitely worth it though. It's hot right now, uh no pun intended. My brother is a chef. <laughs> My brother is a chef and he like he he put me on sriracha like a couple years ago. And I tried it on like on chicken, like in place of in place of hot sauce. And I felt like it was doing too much. Like, I, like I get when it comes to fried chicken, man, I don't really like it to be fucked with. I feel like this fried chicken should stand on its own. So, however you season the chicken or the flour or whatever you do, I feel like the fried chicken itself should stand on its own. So he gave me sriracha and was like, "This is new shit. You gotta try this. Like, let me know what you think." And I tried it and it was good, but I felt like I felt like sriracha even more so than hot sauce. 
detracts away from the taste of the fried chicken. It's good, but I'm not a big fan. Like, I don't think it's bad, but I'm like, eh, I can do without it. Um, when you say Scandal sucks, I, I... I still like Scandal. It's a, it's yeah. kind of an unpopular opinion because I've noticed there was a lot of tweets about Scandal lately where, oh, it sucks that we have to watch Scandal while we're waiting for a how, do we, how to Get Away with Murder to come on. And I don't necessarily agree with that. I, I, I still like Scandal, man. I, I, I think Scandal's cool. I think I, I think Scandal's one of those completely loved or completely hated. Like, there's really no, no middle ground. But I think a lot, of, a lot of people tend to not like it because of the hype it has. And then yeah. they go into it, and they're like, "Oh, it's not what people." I'm like, "A lot of times you can't you can't judge shows like that." Um, but I, I dig. I still watch it, so I wouldn't say that. But and he said, "European cut suits look terrible." Um, I think it's looking at a point where I don't agree with any of Kellen's unpopular opinions because <laughs> I, I like the look of European cut suits, but at the same time, I I can acknowledge that they're not for me. European mm-hmm. cut suits are for like. The skinny ass dudes were like who are shaped like a box, like they're like they're, they're like straight from like shoulders to fucking feet. Like you don't have like you don't have big shoulders. You don't necessarily have like a a big like defined chest or or big thighs or muscular thighs. It's like if you if you're if you have any kind of build to you, that a European cut suit ain't for you. But if you like a like one of thin model esque. European type dudes who who you might see in like GQ magazine, you gonna kill a European suit. Right. So I think it's like I don't think it, I don't think they look terrible. I think they look terrible on people who shouldn't be wearing them. I think they look good on um, people who suit them. And I know the GQ has a tendency to put people in European cut suits who don't need to be in European cut suits. Like they'll take somebody like Dwight Howard and put that nigga in a European cut suit. Like this nigga's like eight feet tall, got big ass shoulders, big ass muscles, and then you put him in a European cut suit and it looked like his like pants are flooding and like he just looked a hot ass mess. They did that shit with Dwayne Wade once, man. And I, I was like, man, it, it don't it didn't look good on him, man. He had him with like like the no socks with loafers kind of look and I, I don't know. I thought he looked like a sucker. Yeah, and like they, I, I feel like GQ <laughs> loves to take NBA players and put them in some shit that's for like. Uh, Thin ass white models and shit, and put NBA players in that shit. They always look horrible to me. So I think the European cut suits look bad on the vast majority of the people that like GQ magazine puts them on. But I think if if you got the bill for that shit, it looks good on you. Yeah, I, like I, I could never, I could never wear a European cut suit, but I can acknowledge that I think it looks good. Like I could be skinny as fuck, and it still wouldn't fit me because I'm not built like that. Yeah, I think. Uh... And I built like Spongebob. Every time I think of uh, <laughs> every time I think of European suits, I always think of uh, David Beckham. That's like the the, That's kind like of the, 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 the yeah suit. that 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 guy. He I think you know he's he has the perfect build. You know he's like the epitome of like the European cut suit or whatever. Yeah, like a thin long, but a thin long. No, nah, not a three. Like, a European right three piece. No, not necessarily. It's just oh, like okay. that kind of like. Uh, I kind of think of it as like how like skinny jeans, but for suits, like skinny yeah. suits. That's kind of how I think of European cut suits. And, uh, skinny yeah. suits, like and they're kind of like high up on the shoulders. Like there's not like shoulder pads, nothing on them. They're like small shoulders. It's very like very like up and down kind of look. Usually you wear the jacket open. You'll have one of those like really thin ties that comes down to 
above the waist. Were men in black? Were those European suits? I don't. I don't remember. Well, I just know they had the skinny ties, but probably not. But Will Smith could probably do a European cut suit. I was. I don't know. Why I don't I know if he could. Really? Because I feel like I feel like European cut suits ain't for niggas with like big, like with wide shoulders. So I get like Will Smith is like mad muscular. So like I feel like he wouldn't. I feel like he would look kind of awkward in a European cut suit. Like somebody like uh, let me see who can I think of. Um, I don't know, man. But like a regular, like Justin Bieber would like kill a fucking European cut suit because he built like a little boy. You know, some shit like that. Miley Cyrus would kill a fucking see, European cut suit. Did you see Saturday Live last night? No. So they did a spoof of uh, uh, Justin Bieber. I guess he has a commercial oh, with Calvin Klein. Yeah, I saw that. So they did the spoof of him on there, and they, they had a chick playing him though. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> that, yeah, that lesbian looking shit. Yeah, yeah lesbian looking. Lesbian, I was like, lesbian looking. I was like, I she's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. she's not lesbian looking. Yeah, she's okay. Yeah. I see the suit. Now it's like some James Bond shit. So. Yeah, yeah, okay, it's, yeah, yeah. It's it's very okay. like it's very slim fitting, and it's very like to me. I think of like straight up and down. Mm-hmm. So if you got like. Broad shoulders or muscular shoulders or muscular arms or something like that. The DOP just so ain't for you. Yeah, it definitely ain't for me. One, I, yeah. Two, no, we couldn't do it yeah, at all. Three, at all. yeah. So I just don't even know. if I lost like a whole bunch of weight and I was like mad skinny, I still don't think a European cut suit would work for me because I still have like a a medium sized build. Like I still have broad shoulders for the most part. I still have pretty big, strong arms for the most part. Like, a European suit wouldn't work for me. You gotta be, like, long and slender for that shit. And I'm thinking, like, I don't know how how high my belly shit. Like, I, mm. <laughs> ain't nothing. Yeah, if, if, if you don't have a, a, a straight six-pack on that shit, exactly. you that shit is not get away with It's very slim-fitting. Yeah, there's no way. Nope. I'm not gonna have it. So, I don't think it looks... I don't think that they're... Uh, he said they look terrible. I don't think they look terrible. I think they look terrible on people who don't need to be wearing them. If it if it's for your body build, then it looks. I think it looks good. Right. It ain't the 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 baggy. I got court tomorrow suit and shit. I don't wear a whole gang of them uh, bitches to court. <laughs> Pants baggy around. You pulling yeah. them up over your feet and shit. <laughs> and then he finally said that uh, Beyonce is not fine. There I said it. Uh, yeah, I don't agree with that either. <laughs> I don't agree with that at all. I think she's attractive, but I think there are many more. Women that I don't find attractive, but I mean she's not. I don't think she's overrated. She's just there. I mean she's, she's just she's she's a nice looking woman. She's always been my type. Like when I was like when Destiny Child first came out, I always thought that Beyonce was the finest one out the group. She was my type. I feel like that's the kind of chick that I would like to date. And I felt that it was kind of trendy for people to say something like just to say something different because you always get those people who be like. Beyonce even the best looking one out the group. Kelly finer than Beyonce or uh, uh, not Latavia. What was the other? One? What was the, the, the original group? Uh, Latoya. Latoya. Like, Latoya is better looking than Beyonce or Kelly's better looking than Beyonce. And I'm like, yeah, all right, keep thinking that. So I mean, I I, I definitely think to say Beyonce is not fine is like you're reaching, sir. Like you're yeah. just trying to like <laughs> you're just trying to rile niggas up, but. Uh, I, uh, if if you think that she's not the finest one out the group, or you think Kelly's fine, that's cool. That's cool. I don't think she's just not fine. Like I mean, she's bad as fuck. But I always felt that she was kind of my type. Like right now, 
I don't know if I would say that. Like, she's still fine to me, but I don't. I'm I'm not as attracted to Beyonce as I was when Destiny Child first came out. Like, 16, 17 year old me was all about Beyonce. Like, I thought she was so fucking fine. Like that fucking Bill Bills Bills video and shit, dog. Man, I love me some Beyonce in that damn video, man. So yeah, so basically, all of his opinions you didn't agree with. I did not. <laughs> I did not. So we appreciate your email, Kyle. We actually do, but um, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Uh, none of his none of his unpopular opinions really offend me or anything like that. Like I don't really care about hot sauce. I don't care about scandal. I don't care about suits, and I don't care about Beyonce. So like I don't agree with his opinions, but I don't care to to be like, oh man, he's wild. Totally fight it, right? And then I agree with them about never being a big fan of Jay Z because I mean we talked about it last week. I haven't been either. I feel like Jay Z is a little overrated myself. Um, I've just never been a big fan. I don't. I really kind of don't understand how he's so popular. Like I, I listen to a lot of his music, and I, I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. I mean, I think he Jay Z was he he was in an era where he was like the better, I guess, more popular MC. I think maybe if Jay Z wasn't in that era, he may not have been as popular. But yeah, I think it, I think it definitely you know uh, involved the people that are you know out during the time he's out. So, but I think he had a really strong stretch where he was incredibly consistent. And I will definitely give him that. Like, I don't think that he's like... people. Anytime you talk about, like, the best rapper ever, everybody want to mention Jay-Z. I don't even put him in that conversation to me. Because, like, I, I don't think that, like, lyrically he was, like, the best ever. And I, even though he has an insane discography, like, he doesn't really have anything that I... He, I think I liked... I really, really liked The Blueprint, and I really, really liked uh, The Black Album. And I can acknowledge Reasonable Doubt as being kind of like a uh, like a trendsetter. But, like, this guy has, like, 10 or 11 albums at this point. And, like, for the most part, I'm just kind of like, eh, he cool, whatever. But, like, I don't really, I don't stand for him like that. And I do think he's overrated, honestly. And I, you know, I feel like he, he had a, he had a good stretch with consistency, though. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. Like, that whole era where, like, between, like, the Blueprint and the Black album... Like, I feel like that was his strongest era, and I feel like he was really strong and consistent at a time when hip-hop was really competitive. So, like, he was good when everybody was good. Right. Because, like, you had, like, DMX out at that time putting out, like... Uh, DMX had, like, two top albums in the same yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, it's Dark and Hell is Hot, and um, uh, what was the second one? Uh, blood of My Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood, the second one. So, like, you know, DMX was hot. There was a lot of people who were hot around that time that Jay-Z was peaking. And uh, so I respect his uh, consistency at that time. I'm not a big fan either. I think we can all agree that Popeyes is awesome. Uh, I'm glad that he agrees with me that Sweetwater Wings are trash. Because <laughs> I've got a lot of flack over that. But I kind of feel like that's like, that comes from, like, people who haven't had it lately. Like, maybe Sweetwater Wings was the truth maybe, like, a few years ago. But when I had them, well, when my fiance got them last week, man, I didn't even eat the rest, dog. Like, that's crazy. That's, that's crazy, dog. For, like, you don't even understand. Like, I always call myself like a human garbage disposal. If you don't finish your food, nigga, I will finish your shit. And, like, so for her to have some shit, and she was like, you want the rest of the wings? I'm like, eh, no, not really. Like, for me to turn down chicken, dog, your shit got to be 
Your shit gotta be garbage for me to turn it down. Turn down chicken. Uh, I tried some chicken at Olive Garden last week. I know hmm. it's Olive Garden. They shouldn't do wings, but it was a. They got like a whole new menu with all kinds of shit. How do you shit. fuck up wings? Like it's not even like a roll of the dice. It was just a flavor they had, man. It was some hot shit. I don't know what the fuck it was, but I don't know. I just figured, man, they could do it. Yeah, they couldn't. <laughs> nah, I wouldn't do it again. I, you know, whatever. So. Yeah, and fedoras are trash. All right, so uh, <laughs> no, uh, I was just kidding. They're not trash, but I mean, well, no, they are, but I don't know. I man, this is something about like I feel like once you hit like. I feel like once you hit like 30, you feel like wearing that like nice little fedora with that little thin brim and shit. You feel like you just killing the game right now. I feel like you like old nigga killing the game. Like how an old niggas are walking to a cabaret with like an all fucking nylon suit or some shit. Like, I don't know what the fuck the nigga like be wearing, but like. Old, old niggas jitney at the grocery store. Yeah, like you, you old nigga fly, dog. I'm like, them, hat, them like hats and shit, and you got you like your little bow tie or some shit, or. Uh, what, what they they let her wear like the suit like not not the suit the uh, collar shirt with the bow tie and then like the uh, sweater over it like a cardigan or a, uh, or a sleeveless like sweater like a V neck yeah V neck like a V neck sweater and shit like with the fedora and shit like y'all yeah that's that shit is old nigga fly to me I'm not trying to be old nigga fly just yet yeah me, I don't see that I don't see you ever really feeling that yeah I'm, I'm at an old nigga fly status my you, fiance you, wants us to wear wants me to wear. A bow tie at the wedding. She wants our wedding to be black tie. I, I almost did a bow tie. Uh, I just changed my mind at the last minute. Yeah, I couldn't not, find a one I one I wanted. I wanted a specific color and shit like that, and I couldn't find it. So I said, "Fuck it." It's like another thing that, man, for me, it's like I've never been a big bow tie fan. Like I don't really think it looks all that fly. Like I'm a, big, I'm a fan of like the regular tie. So that's just how this is what I like but I feel like at this point we're at an age right now where bow ties are trendy are you are you are you gonna uh nope <laughs> she swears up and down I'm gonna be wearing a bow tie but nope Same. so I, I, I might end up looking real stupid later in the year when I'm rocking that bow tie but uh <laughs> right. right now nope right I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna I'm, I'm gonna note this moment and once note that. this moment cause, <laughs> cause when my picture's dropping I'm out there in a the bow tie I'm gonna be looking mad dumb but like I'm not, I'm not. I'm just not a fan of the way the bow tie look, and I'm not going to become a fan because it's hot to wear bow ties right now. I'm not going to be anti-popular like okay, so bow ties are popping, so I'm going to be against that just because I want to be different. It's not that I want to be different. It's just like I don't think it's hot. I don't think it looks good. So the fact that it's hot right now isn't going to change my mind. So I'm not. Oh, I'm no. not into it. Go on ahead, get you a few, try them out, man, and, and see how it works. I'm not interested. So <laughs> not interested. So, there's going to have to be some kind of concession made. Like, if I wear a bow tie, then there's got to be some sort of, something that I get out of the deal. For good fucking luck, though. Yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah. So, oh shit, my phone's tripping. In the news, so I came across a story today, and it was titled, Woman Who Abandons Her Five Kids Says She's Not a Bad Mom. <laughs> That right there just made me click the art. Like, I I hate clickbait. You know, it says, such and such is dating, and then it's dot, 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 so you can click the fucking article. But when I saw this shit, I'm like, bitch, how do you not call yourself a bad mom? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's a pretty hard one to resist clicking. What did she say? What, what was her reasoning behind that? How do you abandon five kids and, and give a reason for how you're not a shitty mom? 
Dude, so I'm gonna read some of the story. Jamie, which I guess is the boyfriend. Jamie says after 13, or he's the dad, I think. Jamie says after 13 years in a relationship with his girlfriend Akila, she walked out on him and their five children, whom she has barely seen in over two years. Akila has completely uh, abandoned her children. He says it's very clear that she ha- wants nothing to do with them. Uh, she says. Hold on. Still waiting to find out she's not a bad mom because that's all. This is all lining up against her very bad. Says Akila admits that she left her family for a guy she only had she only known for two weeks because she was ready to move on. Okay. Move on. How are you, how are you a parent and you just ready to fucking move on? Okay, so you moved on from the dad, but um, <laughs> you weren't around for the kids and you're not around for them now. So you moved on from your kids too. She says. I missed most of my childhood. I just wanted more, she says. I didn't want to to say goodbye to my children. I couldn't deal with the pain it was going to be and, and what I caused for caused them and myself. <laughs> so she's saying like I was a shitty mom, so well, she, I'm doing my kids a favor by leaving. Is, well, is she's basically idea? saying that she doesn't want to take the re- she don't want the re- the responsibility. Like her kids robbed her of her childhood, and now she wants to relive relive everything that she didn't have with her kids. So how does this not make her a bad mom? I'm no. still unclear on how she's not a bad mom. Like, yeah, I'm still hearing bad mom shit. So it was a video because she was on Doctor Phil, and he just oh, shit. he was ripping in her dog. I mean, and everything she kept saying was just made her. She was more of a bad mom. Talking about how, you know, she did, she, she you know, as, well, that was, I think you would call it abuse now. You know, she, you know, daughter was, you know, talking crazy. She was much younger, though, smacking her all in her face and mouth and shit. And I was thinking, like, man, you know, as the article go on, I'm thinking, like, man, these kids are so much better off than being with this cunt whole bitch. Oh, but, shit. No, nah, that's just, I just don't get it, dog. Oh, he's dropping the cunt. Oh, shit. Uh, that's just so fucked up that, to me, I thought man. that word was reserved for me. Man, yeah, you know, I try to brawl it every now and then. Uh, but you I'm never like, reserved for special occasions. No, nah, that is such bullshit, man. It's just like the fucking chick that, well, definitely worse. But the chick that uh, dumped the baby at the fucking... Uh, the water and shit? No, this is a, uh, a recycling plant or a garbage plant. What? Or some shit. It's like a, a newborn baby. Dead and shit. Like, I mean, it's a crazy part. Michigan has a safe haven law where you can drop your kid off. Nope. It's a uh, if you have a baby and for some odd reason you don't want to take care of the kid anymore versus you doing anything bad to him, you can drop the kid off at any hospital or fire department or police station. No questions asked. Just take the wow. And that law, we have a a law. Yeah, it's called the safe haven law. Wow, I didn't know about that. Yeah. So, you have no fucking excuse. If you don't want this baby, fine. Drop it off somewhere. They'll take care of it. You know, that, you know the, it's, the baby's going to get taken care of. I don't know how long that law's been around, but it's been around for a, a pretty, pretty, pretty uh, long time. So, I'm like, bitch, what Man. the fuck? <sighs> yeah, I was, I was trying, to read, trying to find it so I could, uh, could read most of it. Um, hold on, I got it right here. I just don't understand people, Doug. So, safe haven law, um, safe haven laws are statutes in the United States that decriminalize decriminalize the leaving of unharmed infants with designated private persons, so that the child become a ward of the state. So, you know, like I say, hospitals, right. police, all that shit. 
you know. Um, it actually originated in um, Alabama after like a string of like fucking babies dying and shit. They finding babies dead in garbage cans and all of the bullshit. But like, need to stay. It's a law, and you can do it without no repercussions. Just leave the baby. Like the fuck, you just go put a fucking infant baby in the fucking trash. It's just ah, oh, that shit's so fucked up. I don't understand it. I don't understand that shit at all, dog. Like, man, it's it's hard for me to relate to, dog. Like, how somebody can have a kid and just, like, not want to be involved. Because, like, even if you doubt yourself as a parent, like, where's your, like, like, this is from you. Like, this isn't, like, a baby that you stumbled upon. Like, hey, I just found a baby, but I'm not really ready to raise a baby, so I'm going to get this baby away. Like, this is a baby that you created. This is something that came from you. Like, I can't, I can't even wrap my head around that thought. Like, my son is like everything to me, dog. I don't even understand how there is such a thing as deadbeat parents. Like, I don't even understand how that's that, a thing. That, that's how I don't, I don't understand my um, my brother's, uh, uh, well, my nephew's mom. My, my brother's baby mama, I guess you call her. Because it's like, not that a man should have a less connection with a baby, because obviously, you know, you know, and you get a test, so you have a strong bond with your son. But it's just this kid came out of you, like this is a part of you, and you have you do not want nothing to do with him, basically. Like, oh. I and I look at my nephew, my, and I was sitting there one time, my mom, my sister, and my nephew is one of the most pleasant, pleasant kids ever. You know, he's he's five months this month, four months this month, mm-hmm. and he, it's like I just couldn't understand, like why did, why don't she want a, her fucking son? Just fucking nuts to me, man. But then again, she has multiple kids that she doesn't have custody of, so that's a whole other story. Like, why would you have sex with? I don't understand how do you how do you fuck somebody that don't have that has kids they don't have they don't have no relationship with them. They just probably use them up for your taxes and that's it. And you got your mama and your grandma take care of your kids while you out. Doing whatever the fuck you do, right? Oh. Speaking of deadbeats, though, like, did you see that story where uh, Beverly Johnson's manager claimed that she was lying about her shit with Bill Cosby? No, <laughs> no, I haven't. When did that come out? <laughs> Earlier this week. No, no I, I didn't that shit, not I like, see that. That's a statement in and of itself because ain't nobody tweet about that shit. No, <laughs> dog, are you serious? Yeah, they look that shit up, dog. Like, oh, motherfucker! Yeah, like it, like her manager or some shit came out and said that she was lying, dog, about uh about Bill Cosby raping her, and I was like, I, my first thought was like, did all them people who said that they didn't believe it until Beverly Johnson said something, dog? Did they, that, they did they retweet this story? <laughs> I just thought that was so funny because that story totally flew under the radar. Didn't nobody retweet that shit. But I thought that was so funny because it was so many people who... Once Beverly Johnson claimed that Bill Cosby raped her, everybody was like, oh, he definitely did it now. I right. definitely believe it. Now that, Beverly, now that Beverly Johnson said it, like Beverly Johnson is fucking like Jesus or some shit. Like now that Beverly Johnson said it, it's definitely true. And then her manager was like, nah, she followed it. <laughs> I ain't nobody say shit. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. You looking it up with like... This look on your face. I like, can't even type fast enough, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's man. crazy. I I didn't hear nothing about that shit. I don't know if it's true, dog. I don't know. I'm like I said, I don't. I don't know if it's true. All I know is the story broke. 
where her manager said she was lying. Uh, and I just thought, like, man, that is that's something else. And Dude. that shit is totally flew under the radar. Dog, I wish you would have said something. You saw. I ain't even seen nothing about that shit. Yeah, let me see if I can find it right quick. Uh, that Dude, was... that's crazy. I that, shit. Uh, give me a hot second. Beverly Johnson's former manager refutes Cosby allegations. Um, it's taking a little bit of time to load. I'm gonna ex- oh, there it goes. Beverly Johnson was not being honest about being drugged by comedian Bill Cosby, according to her former manager. Cosby, the 77-year-old comedian who became popular on the well, we already know that shit. Um... After Johnson, the first black model to grace the cover of American Vogue, told her story about how Cosby allegedly attempted to drug her in the mid-80s, her former manager, Don Gibble, is speaking out against the claims. Gibble managed Johnson in the early 90s and said he was he has known her for more than 20 years. The veteran talent, the veteran talent manager said Johnson, 62, has spoken to him about the comedian in the past, but her story is much different than the one she's now telling the world. This is a quote. Quote, she said she had brunch with him and his wife, and it was a great experience. And then on The View, it flip-flopped. It was odd to me that she changed her story. In a personal essay for Vanity Fair, the 62-year-old began her account, blah, 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 uh, her story. Um, it was brunch. It was just one time, Gibble told the Daily Caller. It was a typically, typical, nice, pleasant experience. It could be easily proven that Camille Cosby was at the brunch, so it was kind of dumb for her to lie. <laughs> Basically, she only had a good experience with him. So if he had been producing something at the time, I could have easily called that office and gotten her an appointment. Uh, uh, let's see, is this him? Johnson recently admitted that her life changed since coming out, out since coming out with the Cosby story. And recently told a Hollywood Reporter about some of her responses that she received. Uh, I knew what to expect by coming here, and I was good with it until I got here. And it's basically her complaining about her response. But yeah, so this dude is basically saying that she met with him and it was all good, but. Now she's saying something different, and her ex-manager is like, uh, damn what you told me? That's not how you was acting, you know, at that time. Dog, that's crazy. Hey, you know, the whole thing I hate about, you know, this, the, the whole, this whole rape thing, whether it's him or anybody else, is that no one believes that a person can lie about rape. And... The crazy thing about that is that, like, you can't necessarily say, okay, so-and-so is saying they got raped, they might be lying. Like, you, the first place that you can go, the first place you should go shouldn't be that the person is lying. So I get that part. But the thing for me is that, like, why is the concept that this might not be true, like, this ain't even being explored. Like, people say they raped it, and it's just like, he did it. That's it. Like, when you get accused of rape, you did it. And, like, to me, it's like, that's, we talked about it before, but that's, like, that's so fucked up and it's scary to think that you can be accused of rape and automatically be guilty. Yeah. And it's on you to prove that you are innocent as opposed to how it's supposed to be. Right. Like, the law, the law doesn't work like that. Except in rape, apparently it does. Right. And well, it, not, well, right. no, the law don't work like that because he ain't been convicted of shit. So, right. but public opinion works like that. That you were guilty and... Now we just gotta. It's on you to prove that you were innocent, even in a situation where you can't prove shit at this point. It's all just hearsay. But 
I don't know. I found that very interesting. Oh, I but that story floated under the radar, and then nobody talked about it. Man, it sure as fuck did, dog. Because I didn't hear shit about that, dude, at all, at all. And on the same subject of that, um, so there were apparently we've had thousands of rape kits in Detroit that went without testing for years. And so, um, they did a, a testing of, I forget how many they did, I'll find it in a second, but I guess the testing they did, they found 100 serial rapists identified after kits from Detroit Crime Lab were processed. A fucking hundred, dog? That's crazy. Over, uh, over 11,000 sexual assault kits dating back to the 1980s, were found and abandoned in the Detroit public storage facility in 2009. Hmm. That's so crazy. Like, who dropped the ball with that shit, though? Like, that's just nuts as hell. And so far, they've tested 1,600, wow. which identified 100, 100 serial rapists Damn. and 10 convicted rapists. That's fucked up. I mean, I think rape is so fucked up, man. I just... You just you just can't get that wrong. I mean, exactly. cause that's like you know. And that's the key, though, is that that's exactly that's exactly the key is that you can't get that wrong. So why are we not taking it the legal aspect of it as seriously? Because like you you can't just say so and so raped me and then like all of a sudden it's like that person is guilty. That's way too serious of a crime. Like if you look at like like the Michael Brown shit where he supposedly strong armed that person that took them cigarettes and shit like that. That's for the most part, pretty inconsequential. Like, you can say, like, okay, well, who cares? Not a big deal. Maybe he took him, maybe he didn't. Whatever. And then, like, the fact that he's dead right now, we can't really talk to him about right, it, but right. you it's like, you know, that. well, maybe he did it, maybe, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. Whatever. But you can't take that kind of approach to rape. So if somebody says they got raped, you can't be like, eh, yeah, he probably did it, so let's just, like, throw this nigga under the bus. Like, that's something that you gotta, if you gonna accuse somebody of rape, you need to you need to cover all the bases, cross all the T's, dot all the I's, all that shit. And so the fact that, like, the idea of, like, making sure that these people's stories are valid is somehow wrong. Like, that's so fucked up to me, man. And it's not trying to victim blame or try to to support the accused rapist. It's just about doing what's right. And it's like, if this person is accused of rape, they deserve to be, you know... They deserve the right to to prove whether or not they did that or not. Yeah. You can't just say somebody got raped. You can't just say somebody raped somebody and just be like, yeah, he did it. And uh, we don't have a proof or nothing like that, but yeah, he, yeah, he did it. Yeah, Especially I, when the logic is like, because everybody else said the same thing as if the story wasn't public. But we don't need, we don't need to hop on that again. Now, we talked about that extensively. Yeah, we did. We did very extensively. Uh, yeah, so. But going back to the media and how they just... You know, you're just guilty and so forth, or innocent, depending on depending on who you are, or how they spin it. Uh, it's, it was a story about uh, the two teens that were uh, on a crime spree from Kentucky. So, the two star-crossed lovers, right? So the 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 actual title says "Teens of Alleged Crime Spree Captured in Florida." Now, the beginning of it reads: Two teenage Kentucky sweethearts suspected in a crime spree of stolen vehicles and pilfer checks among the U.S. and 
among South U.S. have been taken into custody. Two teenage sweethearts. Dog. I stopped reading it at that point. Like, we, we, we know for sure if these were black people, it would never have been two teen sweethearts <laughs> at all. Two young thug niggas yeah. robbed all these motherfuckers at gunpoint. Right. They deserve to die. And right, so <laughs> and, and, so that's one aspect of it. The second one, so it's an eighteen-year-old and his thirteen-year-old girlfriend. What? Just, yeah, the chick was thirteen. So how 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 did the news portray that in a in a in a a positive light? In like a they're, positive they're light. Too, Two sweethearts. Like, what the no, fuck? motherfucker, that's statutory rape. <laughs> like, what the? I mean, assuming that they're having sex, but yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on. Yeah, I guess, yeah. 18 year old, 13 year old. Like, I felt like I had to say it, although I didn't want to. But yeah, yeah, they were allegedly fucking, but yeah, they were fucking. If they out here doing, if they out here robbing, they clearly their their values and their morals are not that high to begin I mean, with. She's probably that got- they're like, let me respect the fact. That you're underage, so we shouldn't have sex. Now let's go rob well, Let's these go niggas. steal shit. Well, it's not. It's not like sex and rob places. They probably yeah. fucking. So yeah, most likely. I just wonder what's gonna happen. Like you know, somebody joked and said that they're probably gonna get uh, charges dropped or some crazy shit. But I mean, you know, police arrested them, so you know, uh, I guess justice or whatever the fuck that's called will be served, whatever the, whatever the case. There's still something to be said with that portrayal in the media, though. <coughs> it's very sad, it's dude. This is how they take these black dudes who did and make, and then portray them as, like, thugs who had it coming. And then you get these white people who are just arrested, they're perfectly fine, and they portray them as high school sweethearts. Like, what the fuck? Right, There's I mean... something to be said about that. They kill, you know, Cleveland police kill the kid, Tamir Rice, and they're looking at, you know, uh, his parents' background... Like what the fuck does that have to do anything? But but yet you can have two two teens out stealing and robbing and all this shit. Statutory raping, right? Statutory <laughs> raping, and you know now he really did you know because shit that's a, that's a that's a little girl that's a child, right? And yet there's fucking sweethearts. Man, it, it, the media is so fucked up. And that was Detroit news, right? Yeah, that that disappointed me too. Yeah, I was totally disappointed with that shit. Let's uh let's take a break right quick. Uh a, a big a quick Kessler uh big quick Kessler break and uh <laughs> I, I'm struggling to talk. Quick quick, quick Kessler, Kessler break. Yeah, it's hard to say a quick quest. I quick, keep wanting to say a quick Kessler break. break. A quick. quick Kessler break. Is this yeah and uh we'll be back in a minute. Yep. And we're back. We are back. So um I want to talk about uh <laughs> I want to talk about my fiance for a minute, man, because like. We had an interesting uh, conversation the other day, and like it just it just reminded me how fucking square she is, man. She's so, she's so fucking square, man. Like, <laughs> I'm really funny. curious now. She's so fucking lame, dog. It's funny because like I like the fact I like that about her because that's kind of how I was when I was not her age, but like when I was like when I was like really young, like in high school, like I was like mad lame. And I, I don't think I'm like cool or anything by any means now, but like I'm kind of in touch with what's going on and. You know, I have a pretty good, pretty good knowledge of like hip hop history and shit like that. But like, she's so fucking square, dog. Like, so what happened was, I was we. I don't really remember the whole context of the situation, but I think that we were uh, like making ice cream or something like that. Not making ice cream, but we had ice cream, and she likes to have like big ass sundays and shit. Put all kinds of shit on her ice cream. I'm pretty simple, but um. 
I think we like looking for whipped cream or something like that to put on my ice cream. And through some part of the conversation, we were talking about the cream, and I said, um, uh, "Yeah, true everything around me is some shit." You already knew what I was going to say You already knew And that's the funny thing about it Because I told her after the fact After this after this situation happened I told her, I was like, I could put Cream in a Facebook status And everybody else will finish the whole rest of the shit But like, I said something like Something about cream And I, I just muttered like Cash rooms, everything around me Cream, get the money, dollar, dollar bill, y'all, whatever And she was like, what? I was like, and I said it again. And she was like, cream? She was like, what does that mean? I was like, I just said. Cash with everything wrong. And she was like, she's like, I don't get it. She's like, I don't get it. She was like, who, wait, cream? She's like, wait, is cream, like, who is that, a person? I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I just told you the acronym. But what the, th- the funny thing about it was that, like, so you say the acronym first. So it's like, cash with everything around me. And then it's like, cream, get the money, dollar, dollar, bill, y'all, whatever. So she heard, cream, get the money. So she's thinking like cream is like a person, like cream. Like cream. Get the money. Get the money. Yeah. So she's like, he's like, who is cream? Like, why cream gotta get the money? Like, who is that a person? Dude, that's so fucking funny, like, bro. That's hilarious. I had to explain it to her like two times, like, no, cream like, is like the acronym came before it. So like she's like, Who is cream? What's that mean? I was like, it means cash rules everything around me. She's like asking me for like, well, how do you use it in a sentence? Like, like how do you say that to somebody? I was like, okay, first off, this shit is from the 90s. Like, we don't really say that no more. And secondly, it's just like, people just kind of use it to mean money at the time. But like, I just thought that was so funny. She's like, cream, who is that, a person? That's hilarious. so fucking square. So so I've assumed that you guys have like, you know, songs that you guys wanted your wedding and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now, is it going to be songs that she just don't know? You're assuming. Based, it'll probably be the reverse. She's like really, really big on music, but not big on like '90s hip hop. So I can do '90s hip hop all day, but like that's going to be lost on her. She's born in 1989. She don't know shit about '90s hip hop. I forget your, your fiance's <laughs> younger, man. Mm-hmm. Man, so, that's okay. Yeah, but I'm big on. I feel like. The music aspect of it is going to be a, a strong combination of the both of us. Because, uh-huh. like, I'm going to want to hear the shit that I want to hear, and she's going to want to hear shit, too. So I'm going to let, let her have control over the important shit. Like, you know, music you come down the aisle to and, you know, all that shit. She can, you know, she can choose on that shit. But, like, the reception party music, I feel like that's going to be, like, my... That's my wheelhouse. Because, um... We went to a, a New Year's party, and the person hosting the party asked me to make a playlist. And she's like, "Why'd they ask you to make a playlist? You don't know no damn songs." And because she know, like, she knows every fucking song. Like, we could turn on any radio station anywhere, and she would know the fucking song. But she's like, "You don't know no songs. Why'd they ask you to do it?" I'm like, "Because I know how to get the party jumping. That's why. I like, I know how to make a playlist of songs that people want to hear. And so, like, my playlist is like, I'm basically DJing this party and shit." And she's looking like, and everybody's like getting live as fuck, like you know, with a soccer ball. Everybody's like, oh, you know, like everybody's like dancing, having a good time. I'm like, this is why they asked me to make the playlist. Yo, ask what I had to play in Adele at this party. I'm like, this bitch is eating each other out. They gonna be, they gonna be eating each other out to Adele. (laughs) That's why I'm doing this shit. That's funny as fuck. We having a crazy ass party. We don't need to be hearing Sam Smith. 
You want to have a fucking tea party, then then you can DJ that shit. Have you ever listened to like the words of that Sam Smith song? Which one? That Stay With Me? Mm, not particularly. It's like a... Fuck. It's, you know, everybody wants it to be a fucking wedding song. And it's not a wedding song. Like, the lyrics are so anti-wedding. It's like jump-off shit. Really? Yeah. It's, it's, it's totally not that, dude. But, yeah, that's funny, dude. I, I, I can't wait the next time I see her. It'll probably be for your birthday. <laughs> it's so funny because after we had the conversation, I said, like, I could put uh, cash was everything around me in a Facebook status, and, like, everybody who I know will finish the rest of the lyric. I don't know why you didn't do it. Uh, she knows. Like, she knows I'm right. Like, she's, she just don't know that. She just don't know that air. But I just thought it was so funny. Like, she's like, Cream, who is that, a person? <laughs> like, Cream, get the money. Like, dude, that's like you sit at some motherfucking name, Cream, to get the money. Dude, that's Don't get the money, Cream. <laughs> <laughs> so, totally random. So, I've been thinking about uh, Halloween costumes. <laughs> In January. Dude, it's crazy. I've been really thinking about it. And so, both of my costumes, I think, are going to be football themes that I have. So, one of the costumes I've been thinking about is being a referee, but wearing a cowboy. Cow- <laughs> I was say, wearing a cowboy jersey? Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to I make it like, I want to put it like a, uh, I want to get like the uh, the cowboy star and I want to like sew it on there. Like it's like a real uniform. Man, that's... The only problem with that is by the time Halloween rolls around again, we're going to be at the end of another football yeah, season, so no. it won't be as relevant. See, so that was the first one. But then I was like, well, maybe I'll try either that or be Marshawn Lynch. And then have like the dreads and shit. And then I, won't, I don't know if I could really do this. I want to have like a, a quote that's stuck to me that says, thanks for asking <laughs> or some shit like that. I, I've been dressed up for Halloween and shit for years. So I don't know. I was like, Thinking that maybe that'd be a cool idea. I don't know, but that was I know that was just totally random. But you could just say it and hope that people get it, but yeah, it'd be but a weird conversation. People are weird, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, oh man, we had a great party. What you want to drink? Thanks for asking. Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be dope. Like, but what do you actually want? Thanks for asking. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Thanks for asking. <laughs> That'll be hot for like the first 30 minutes. Yeah, and then it's going to die that, after that. Sick, then you're going to be like, threw off the wig, like, fuck it. I don't even want to talk about this shit no more. Right. So, um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Sorority Sisters getting canceled. So, Sorority Sisters, I guess, I don't know, I didn't actually watch it, but I guess it's about some show where, like a reality show that comes on VH1, the station for embarrassing niggas. The station and, for embarrassing niggas. Yeah, so that should be their tagline. That's 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 yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. That's it. But uh, I guess it was just sorority chicks acting acting wild, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of people from sororities got pissed off, and they were mad. They were complaining. They wanted to show off the air, and VH1 did it. They were like, you know what? Fuck it. We'll we'll take it off the air. And I thought that was really fucked up. And I I don't like the show. I mean, I haven't seen it, but I don't like what it stands for. I don't like what it represents. Any of that shit. But I thought... Oh, it's pretty that, terrible. I'm sure. But I thought that, like, people pushing to get it removed and then actually... VH1 actually removing it, I thought... Removing it, I thought was fucked up. Because what does that say about the shit that uh, degrades black people that VH1 plays all the rest of the time? So what I've always said is that Love and Hip Hop is like the, the poster child for, like, portraying black people in a fucked up way. So, if 
if you can have love and hip hop and it's playing it's fucked up and people are complaining but you don't take it off the air and people are only complaining minimally because they're pretty much they're watching that shit that's gotta be VH1's highest rated show people are watching it so sorority sisters come along and now all of a sudden we mad and I think my hypothesis for it was that like my theory I should say is that when it was love and hip hop people looked at it like them niggas being wild they acting up those girls are being crazy but when it was sorority sisters people looked at it as like okay this is us now like we are being embarrassed this is us acting stupid on TV we look like fools so now we need to get it off and I feel like that's very two-faced to like have black folks on TV acting wild and when it's not your group that you're affiliated with it's okay but when it's you and it's your group now you want it on TV and then VH1 abides and says like yeah we'll take it off TV right and, and, why, why, and people been pushing for love and hip hop to get off the air man they feel like that shit is embarrassing but VH1 is like nah that's our highest rated I show. mean that's yeah it, it is but I, you know you know we had the, the podcast a few, a few ago where you know we talked about you know the frats and so forth and our you know our feelings on them and so forth but from what I understood, you know, which I still don't, I still don't agree with the whole thing of it. But black people don't want to protect the image of black people, but they will protect the image of a brand they represent. Exactly, and exactly. it's like embarrassing blacks isn't enough. Like you don't care about yeah, like your your specific shit is better than us, like as a whole as a group. So like your sorority is more is uh, more worthy of being protected than the race as a whole, and that's pretty much what they what what basically what they communicated. I believe yeah. that because they're you know and then you know people I've seen comments like you know well why don't you or whoever is you know talking about it do a boycott and all this stuff and I mean that's very that's a I mean that's a, a, a I guess it's a good question I don't know if I I felt it too much in what my, do you mean about what do you mean when you say, why don't you do a protest? Like, like you specifically? Yeah. Why would you, like, they say, why would you, why don't you protest sorority sisters? Mm-mm. Just love and hip-hop or any other black show. Saying, like, if we really want a boycott, why won't we just boycott ourselves versus not boycotting it? Or, you know, trying to put up, the put, basically putting up the fight that frat, fraternities and sororities did to get sorority sisters canceled. Gotcha. Why aren't... Why gotcha. aren't people, okay. you know, putting up that same fight All right, yeah, for gotcha. that? Yeah, you yeah. know, um, and I admit, you know, I, you know, I think we could. I, we just didn't or don't. But I, I, I still don't get it though. Like, how do you put that your brand up bef- over what you are already? You are you're black. You know, you represent black people. I mean, but I guess if you feel like you represent your sorority fraternity more, I mean, I guess that's just a whole nother issue, I guess. Yeah, that's not cool, man. I, I don't like that idea. I don't like the people doing that. I think that if we're going to try to do better and we try to, you know, get the portrayal of black people to be a little bit better on TV, that doesn't start with sorority sisters. That starts with everything. Right. And that shit, they, they should have championed to get Love and Hip Hop off the air just as strong as they championship to, championed to get... Uh, Sorority sisters off the air. I didn't champion for neither one of them because I don't really give a shit. I feel like the best way to champion to get the shit off the air is to not watch it. Right. But they can't. You can't sit there on your high horse and be like, "Yeah, let's get love and hip hop off the air." It's embarrassing people. Why are you sitting there live tweeting the whole shit every week? So you watching it every week. Why is VH1 gonna take it off the air? Like you can bitch about it all you want, but if you still watching it, 
and tweeting about it. So like, not only are you watching it, but you're putting other people on. Like with your tweets, you're letting other people know this is what I'm watching, this is what I'm supporting, and especially in my case, with like say uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta or something like that, I might not be watching it, but I log on to Twitter, I see everybody talking about it, I might think like, well, let me turn this shit on, see what everybody's talking about. Well, I think so. You you are by watching it and tweeting about it, you're giving them no reason to cancel that shit. But when some word says come on, and you say like, well, fuck this, I'm not watching this, is embarrassing us. Then VH1 is like, well, shit, ain't anybody gonna watch it. Pull it off the air. Well, I I think that um, I think TV stations know now that the the secret to to stuff is good ratings, and good ratings can come from bad TV. Yeah, look at those fucking Lifetime movies. No, nah, like the 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 Leah uh, the Leah biopic was some of the worst shit ever. I still haven't seen it. And dude, the casting was so terrible, dude. I mean, one, they couldn't even, they didn't have Aaliyah's family permission to use any of her original music. So they couldn't use any of her original music in the show. Which to me is a, a sign there, like shit. How good can it be if you can't even use a singer's music through the whole show? Right. And then the casting was terrible, man. Uh, 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 Aaliyah, she, I mean, it's not hard to, to find, to find a, a a light-skinned, long-haired girl that, you know, <laughs> I mean, you should be able to find that. From the girl, Detroit. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially during that time, you know, when Leah was out, you had so many chicks that wanted to look like her and right. hair over the eye and all that crazy shit. Um, but the casting was bad, man. The guy who was supposed to be R. Kelly, he looked like Joe, like the <laughs> singer and shit. And then... My son's mom was R. Kelly. I mean, not R. Kelly. Oh! <laughs> it was uh, Aaliyah How'd for Halloween once. Oh, really? How'd she put it off? She dressed like her. Oh, okay, okay. Come I'm like, they're vastly different. Complexion, hair, everything. They don't look alike at all. But yeah. She dressed like her. <laughs> um, you know how Aaliyah like to wear, like, uh, like, her. I wouldn't say her pants sag, but they were very, like, low low riding type jeans is so you might be able to see like her underwear waist Damn man. I got blocked by Mona Scott. Fuck. You got blocked by Mona Scott. Yeah. <laughs> it's about time shit. I've been telling her she ain't shit. I was like, yeah, you've been telling her she ain't shit weekly. <laughs> like, man, finally got blocked by that chick. That's mm-hmm. a that's an achievement. Should yeah, I think that is an achievement, man. I th- I think I'm gonna I might I might rock that as my uh my my Twitter Abby. You should put I was about to say you should screenshot you being blocking, yeah, and then make that your avatar. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely going to be it. That's dope. I'm, I'm, I'm lightweight jealous. That's dope. I figured it'll happen at some point. Fuck her. She's the reason all this bullshit on VH1 pretty much happens. These uh, love and hip hops is nothing love and nothing of hip hop. <laughs> and uh, I'm just, uh, I wonder when it happened. I haven't checked her page lately. Who do I hate? I need to get I need to get blocked by somebody I hate. Who do I hate? Everybody. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, how many people are you gonna put? Right? How do I get blocked by everybody? <laughs> uh, yeah, I need to figure out somebody who I hate and had him had him block me. Man, uh, uh, uh. that's funny. Yeah, fuck her. <laughs> Man, this has been a, a crazy week in block. I got blocked by a dude that I never even had beef with. I don't understand yeah, what the that. fuck happened, Doc. Like. We were following each other, and one day I seen a. I had noticed I had. I, I never really. I couldn't say I noticed I seen his tweet, but I, 
you know, someone art, you know, someone retweets someone that you you follow or supposedly follow. I'm thinking like, damn, I haven't seen this person tweets, and so I click on a page, and we don't follow each other no more. So I figured he must have, you know, put a whole block unblock right, right. thing. So I'm like, whatever, you know, what I'm saying I think he was a bitch anyway. Uh, and it's funny because he always I, he, they was talking about food, and he always talking about he don't eat macaroni and cheese, Sucker. and I was like. Fucker. I'm like, you're, you're losing at that point. I shouldn't even associate with people that don't eat macaroni and cheese anyway. Um, so, I, you know, sidebar, I, I remember to bring us, I will remember to bring us back to this. Okay. But um, macaroni and cheese for me has always been something that, like, you can't really be a fan of macaroni and cheese until you have somebody that makes it on point. Because, like, when I was younger, I didn't really fuck with macaroni and cheese because it was so plain. Because, like, um, my dad's white, so he would, he never made macaroni and cheese. He would right. buy, like, a Stouffer's thing of macaroni and cheese. And all that shit is is just macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. But if you got, like, a black, an older black woman who makes that shit... Dog, man, ain't, come on, ain't no, box, <laughs> ain't no box shit with yeah, it. Yeah, like, they actually make it, that shit is the truth. So I didn't really, I actually didn't really get on it until uh, my son's mom, her her mom, make like bomb ass macaroni and cheese, and like when she would make it, I was like, man, I've been missing out because this shit is the truth. Mm-hmm. That old box shit is trash. Like uh, that frozen shit, trash. But this shit is the truth. Mm-hmm. So like I'm like, I like macaroni and cheese, but like I don't, I won't get it like. Any old kind of way, like I gotta look at it first. Like, let me see what it looked like first. Do it? Do, do this look like you actually put some effort into this, or yep. is this some real shit? Like, slows macaroni and cheese, or something like that. But yeah, anyway, yeah, you can go ahead. So, back to random nigga that blocked you. Yeah, so someone is, you know, I forget some dude that tweeted saying, you know, you need to check out such and such timeline for something, whatever case. And I clicked on him. I'm like, what the fuck I do to him? Like, we never interacted after that. I never, like, tweeted the fucker's name or something or whatever the case. I think it's so soft, man. I don't know how you do that, man. Because it's like you wildly popular, but at the same time, gets get wildly blocked. Like, no, I, don't I don't get why I get blocked. I don't get why they, why fuck I, I still suspect that I'm wildly muted. Like, I don't think I'm wildly blocked, but I think I'm wildly muted. Because like, I got... A substantial amount of followers, but I could tweet all day and get no responses. I felt I felt like that's a day. Like I had tweeted a bunch of stuff, and it's like I don't expect people to respond to shit all the time. But sometimes, I, you know, I just feel like it's a, I shoot off a list of fucking things. someone's gonna say something. So I'm just like, damn, of all these people, ain't nobody saying shit. I, most of the time, I think your tweets are pretty good. Like I be I be reading your t- like there'll be times I'll click on your profile just to see what you've said throughout the course of the past few hours. Like if I haven't been on Twitter. And, like, I'll see, like, a lot of shit that I think is either funny or interesting or whatever. And so you're a pretty strong tweeter, like, but, like, I'll be seeing other people. Like, even myself, I don't really think I'm a, I'm a really strong tweeter. But there'll be times where I think I've, like, tweeted some, like, really good shit. Either some shit that's worth talking about or some shit that's funny. And that shit would, like, be dead in the water, dog. Like, there's nothing happening. Like, like you shit doing, be dry as fuck. You were doing tweets you hit saying, like, yes. Dog, yeah, man. <laughs> I will do that fairly often. I will tweet some shit. I'll be like, niggas is about to love this shit. And that shit will be zero retweets, zero mentions. Yes, and I'm like, (laughs) that's what you make me think that shit. I'm like, man, man, niggas must have me muted. Because there's no way they seen that shit and they don't fuck with it. 
Yeah, I have that feeling often. And then it's like, you know, I see... I, it's so many popular Twitter people that tweet about bullshit and get, like, the most attention. And I don't understand that shit, dude. But it's because I think they want... If you have 5,000 followers, right, and you retweet somebody, then a whole lot of people are going to see it. So people will co-sign you or tweet you on the hopes that you will retweet them and your followers will see. Yep. So it's kind of like a it's, it's like a snowball effect. Like the more followers you have, the more people will fuck with you because they hope that you retweet them so that your whole bunch of followers will see. Yeah, I see that too. I, I, do you ever see like people who tweet to famous people so they retweet their shit? Man, I follow um, like Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart's the perfect example of that shit. Kevin Hart retweets all the praise that he gets. And I'll be I mean, reading that shit. I'll be thinking like, okay, is Kevin Hart's shit really that good? Because like people will tweet about a movie of his. I'll be thinking like, is the movie really that good? Or are people just tweeting him that they think his movie is amazing and it's so funny it changed their life because they know he'll retweet it. Mm-hmm. And I've seen people that will ask like, hey, can you retweet me? I thought your movie was great. Or uh, Marlon Wayans is good with that too. Like he'll retweet, he'll retweet praise that he gets. And people will be like, oh my God, uh, what's that movie? What's the movie? Uh, the Haunted House movies that he came out with? Oh, Screams? Or? No, they're called Haunted House. They're like parodies of Scream. Oh, I didn't see none of that shit. I didn't see them either. But people, there's two of them. And people would be tweeting like, oh, Haunted House is so great. That's the funniest movie I've ever seen in my life. And Marlon Wayans would be retweeting that shit. And I'm thinking like, this is really good. Or are you just saying that because you know that Marlon Wayans will retweet it. No, that's it. it. It's an attention. I see that a lot in, uh, like on the like, subject of sports. Like, people would tweet shit to uh, the, the black chick from ESPN. Uh, you want to pan out? No. no uh, Jamil Hill. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Hill, I think. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. People would tweet her so she retweets shit or whatever. I see that shit all the fucking time. And she does it a lot, too. Hmm. Yeah, I don't follow her, so I don't know. I, don't yeah, know. I, can, yeah, I just see people who retweet. Yeah, that's what, and that's crazy, too. For, for the people I don't follow, I see a lot of motherfuckers on my timeline that I do not follow. Yeah. All too. the fucking time. Like, people always fucking uh, retweet Bahami Jones. Bahamani? Yeah. Bahamani, yeah, 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 yeah. He's always tweeted. Sean, is it Sean? Sean King? Sean King. The dude has been uh, tweeted by Ferguson. He real light skin dude with glasses. Know. I don't know. That's H-U-A-N or some shit like yeah, that. I, I see I him know. all the fucking time. Uh, I see the... Feminista Jones chick all the fucking yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I, I see... See some some nigga named Lunch God all the fucking time. I know, I never seen that. Uh, I don't know what that is. And it's another the fucking snotty dude who uh oh the Temeculus yeah snotty Pippen yeah I, I never him. saw him before that. Before I see, I see that, him that all shit. the time. I see him all the time. I see uh one guy with no cut card, no underscore cut underscore card. I see him all the time. And I don't follow people because I don't think that they're interesting. But I feel like I see them. I see them enough in retweets that I don't have to follow them, right? Or whatever, <laughs> or whatever the case. But whatever. So one of the last things I want to talk about was like there was an interesting situation with Lupe Fiasco. He's been like tweeting all kinds of wild shit because he has an album coming out tomorrow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. that's why. Then I've been wondering like he's been on some rants lately. Dad got an seen... album coming out tomorrow yeah. and or Tuesday, I don't know, Monday or Tuesday he got an album. Oh, incidentally, out. probably Tuesday. Yeah. And he's been tweeting all kinds of shit. 
But like most of the shit he tweet, he's a good example, I think, of people who you who you respect until you see what they tweet. Like have you yeah, have you experienced that a lot where you think somebody is dope and then they join Twitter or you see their tweets or you follow them and all of a sudden realize that they're a piece of shit? Yeah. I feel like Twitter's been killing killing famous people's reputation since it Well I think yeah, since it people, got popular. I think yeah, I, I'll say that. Who who would you say that about? Oh man, um, it's like you have a lot. For me, no. Well, for me, it's athletes because like I, I I don't follow too many celebrities, but I follow like a lot of athletes that I like. So I might like like a lot of times whenever the Pistons after the NBA draft, I'll follow whoever the Pistons drafted, welcome them to Detroit, and you know just see what they talk about and shit. And like Brandon Jennings is like the worst tweeter ever. Uh, like Brandon Jennings, he's not the worst tweeter ever. He's just a horrible person. Like he's like a piece of shit. Like Brandon Jennings is so what, fucking dumb. What is, oh well, okay. He's just yeah. stupid. Like he's really. Is, is Brandon Jennings the one that got uh, the girlfriend? The girlfriend got a girlfriend. Yeah, he's with, oh, okay. He's was dating old girl. Um, some popular chick. Uh, who was this? He, he was dating some popular ass, some famous bitch though. But like his tweets are so garbage though. He don't even tweet that much no more. Actually, well, actually, no, I don't know because I, I, I don't follow him. So he might still tweet. But uh, his tweets are horrible. Like he's just so stupid, man. And like. Twitter just, like, exposes people for who they really are. So once you hop on Twitter, you're a famous person, and you start tweeting your actual thoughts and what you really think, and people realize you're a stupid person or you're a piece of shit, that's just such a dream killer. Like, you might look up to somebody, and then they start tweeting, and you're like, man, this person's an asshole. And, yeah, that sucks, man. Yeah, I, I realize that I can't, I can't follow all of the people that I really like. Like I had, like I used to follow uh, Fonte right. from Foreign Exchange. Yeah, yeah. And I think he's he's one of the dopest rappers, dopest singers. But his tweets are so fucking off. I just like you know what? For me to continue to enjoy his music, I have to like not follow him at all because he would go on some rants. I just be like, dude, what the fuck? So I had to like, I had to like totally just eliminate him from my Twitter experience. Like it's just gonna start. It's like I buy all his music and stuff. I think he's a dope artist, but I'm like. Some people just shouldn't have to hear their opinions. You just say fuck. I just rather you just song and dance shit. Just song and <laughs> dance, nigga shit. So, so uh so Lupe has been tweeting a lot of dumb shit lately, man. He's been getting himself in a lot of trouble. But um he had one situation that he got in trouble for that was unjust and it was because of a lack of context. And a lot of people will take a a single tweet and will push that tweet. It's it's kind of it kind of puts in perspective the whole idea of what people say about when they do an interview, and when the interview comes out, there's something negative in the interview, and the person who was in the interview will be like, well, you know, that's not really how it came about. There's there's context to that statement, mm-hmm. and it kind of flies under the radar, the, the context, because we don't know. Right. But, like, with Twitter, you can research that context. So, if I see, like, a crazy tweet from somebody, I'll click on that person's profile to see, like, okay, one, did they actually tweet that, and then two... What's the context? Because people make up fucking tweets all the time. Exactly. Again, so, yeah. So, uh, Lupe tweeted something. The Lupe's tweet was, fuck Martin Luther King, nigga, fuck change. And obviously, on the on the strength of just that one tweet, Lupe saying, fuck Martin Luther King, you're thinking, like, okay, he's doing the most right now. He's doing too much. And he got mad, mad, crazy, angry tweets of how he's a piece of shit and he's a horrible person. So, I clicked on his profile and... And what happened was that he was actually tweeting uh, lyrics. 
So he was tweeting a lyric, he was tweeting a verse from a song that he did with Big Crit, and the whole concept behind the verse was the idea of like that artists right now will uh, make songs about you know let's get money, let's fuck bitches, let's do drugs, let's you know I used to be a drug dealer, artists like really insignificant dumb shit, and it's like fuck anything with substance. So the idea wasn't the tweet wasn't fuck Martin Luther King from Lupe, it was a lyric from the verse. About how other rappers who don't rap with substance will be like, fuck Martin Luther King, fuck change, fuck all this shit that's important, fuck all these people dying out in the streets, let's talk about getting money and fucking bitches. But of that was the concept of the verse. But of course no one read into but that. nobody thing, read that shit. So the fuck Martin Luther King tweet got retweeted, and what he was doing was he would tweet a line from the verse, and then other people would tweet the next line, and he would retweet it, other people would tweet the next line, then maybe he would tweet a line, and he tweeted the fuck Martin Luther King line, and then people took that specific tweet. And then wow. ran with it. <laughs> so like he he just got like dragged for like saying fuck Martin Luther King theoretically, and this is right on the heels of like everybody talking about how great Selma was. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. like yeah, it's, like, it's so close to that you really can't even yeah. He yeah. went through it for the fact that he went through it because of the fact that niggas don't read. Now, did he even did he explain it? Um, he he kind of did. He kind of like he retweeted a lot of other people who were explaining it. So like. He retweeted people saying like, "Man, these people are getting crazy. They don't understand the verse, or they don't understand it. You just rapping a verse, or you know whatever." And then he would retweet that. So I don't think he, I don't know if he actually explained it, but why would you? Like, I don't even think I would explain it. I would be like, "Man, these people are so fucking dumb. I'm not even gonna bother with it." Nah, that's fucked up. I mean, I don't know. I guess he, I, I think he's a smart guy. I think he, when he did it, he kind of knew what happened. I think he's over the edge, man. I feel like he's doing too much. No, he is. He is. I, I mean, I, I say he's smart in the fact that I think he knows what he's doing. But I just think that I don't know where his direction is. Like, what is, what is he doing? Like, what? I mean, this is definitely not the food and liquor Lupe that I remember. No, you know what I'm saying. And so I'm like, what? What? What is this? But it's is, easier to take the music and say this is who Lupe <laughs> is, and then you get his tweets, his actual. Thoughts at the time would be like, oh, wait, no, this is who Lupe is. Right, right, And right. He, I agree with that. Who Lupe is right now is kind of suspect. Like, okay, we don't really, this dude, he might be one of them fake deep niggas, dog. Like, he think he's being deep, but he's really not. He don't really have any fucking clue what's going on. That's yeah. kind of what I think might be the case. I don't know, I'm looking forward to his new music, though. I haven't heard much from him lately. So, I'm kind of curious yeah, of what I'm, he has. I'm though. curious, I'll say that. I'm, I'm definitely curious. Yeah, I don't know if my curiosity is... Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm curious to the point of you know hearing it. I definitely want. I definitely will listen to it because I yeah. feel like it's a shortage in like really good music right now. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a shot, but uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Want <laughs> to do a listening party? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like no. Any any music you looking forward to? Nope. <laughs> Nope. All right. Well, oh, no, move, I'm not looking for anybody. I don't, think, I don't think there's anything coming out though. Like I'm not really checking for anybody. Um, I feel like most of the rap is trash right now. Like it's not really any good hip hop coming out. So, oh, you make a good point. Really As I think about it, I don't know really of any music that's coming out that I'm really looking. For. I don't even. Yeah, I, you're right. It's not. I, that's what I know of. I, and it's like I used to be good at that. I used to be, you know, following artists and what new music is coming out. Me too, and, yeah. 
I can't remember being really hype about nothing that I, that I can really think of offhand right now. And I don't like getting hype about nothing because it seems like when it comes out, it's not that good anyway. Or it's like less than what you expected or hoped for. So I'm not really checking for anything. Uh, like me and music right now are on a... Me and music are in a bad place. Like I feel like most of the shit that I hear is not really up to par. I feel the same way about movies as well. And we were going to talk about the Oscar nominations for a minute. And like I, I don't... I, I'm... I'm not really a fan of what I've seen musically or with movies. Like I thought last year with the the gang of movies that got nominated for Best Picture, I th- I watched all ten of them. I think it was ten. I watched all ten of them. However many it was I, I saw them all, and I had some that I was a fan of that I thought were good. But for the most part, I wasn't really I wasn't blown away by any of the Best Picture nominees last year. I liked Gravity. I liked Dallas Buyers Club. I think I liked maybe one or two other things, but. There was nothing that really blew me away. I thought that, in particular with Dallas Buyers Club, that was Matthew McConaughey's like breakout—not breakout role, but that was like his breakout, like serious role. And I thought that he was like ten times better in True Detective than he was in Dallas Buyers Club. And I love Dallas Buyers Club. He deserved the yeah, Oscar. I, heard, that he I, won. I didn't see it. I heard it was really good though. It was really good. He won an Oscar for it. And he absolutely deserved it. But I thought that he was like ten times better in True Detective. Like True Detective was the truth, dog. That shit was so fucking good. I guess, and he, I guess I should try to see that. He dude. fucking killed that shit, dog. Like, that was one of the best performances I've seen in anything. He was so fucking good in that shit. And, like, now, this year, I've seen half of the Best Picture nominees, and so far I'm not not that impressed. Everything I've seen has been good, but nothing I've seen has been great. And I'm a fan of something new and creative. I like seeing something that I've never seen before. And the I movie guess, I watched last I guess night... Like Selma wouldn't be that. <laughs> no, like... One of my problems with... I don't have a problem with Selma, so to speak, but I have a problem with the complaints about the lack of respect for movies about the black struggle. Because they say, like, okay, we don't, they don't care about our black struggle. They don't care about our story. And for one, and I tweeted this, for one, because Selma didn't get a Best Director nomination, or because the guy that played Martin Luther King didn't get a Best Actor nomination... That doesn't necessarily mean that they don't care about black movies, especially on the heels of garbage-ass 12 Years a Slave getting all them damn Oscar nominations last year and getting those wins. I did not like 12 Years a Slave. I told you, man. I I was like, that shit was not anything special, dog. It was a nigga in his ass whooped for two hours for no reason, dog. Like, they they completely downplay the re- it was like it was like it was shock for the sake of shock like the the, the scene that I, I i keep remembering because it I, to me it wasn't a memorable movie but the scene that i can't re- i always remember is when you know they were building the shed or house and he's putting the fucking roof tiles mm-hmm. and the guy got pissed off and they started fighting in the middle of the fucking brad thing. pitt was there brad pitt character was it? no it wasn't brad pitt's character oh. i don't think it was brad Remember when he was putting up, he was putting the wood pieces on the side, and the fucking dude got pissed off because he wasn't doing it right, so he knocked the things out of his hand. He starts fighting them, and then you know he gets saved because of one of the other white uh, guys come and I get him. Was, Brad Pitt was, was that there. Brad Pitt? I feel like that was when Brad Pitt was there. Yeah, maybe it was. I think it was. I mean, he was he played such a small role in the movie. That you might skip, you might skip over him. But I feel like that was the Brad Pitt scene. That could have been. But I like way, to say, it, it was, wasn't memorable enough. Like, he, like the, this conversation right here shows how, <laughs> right. how, how how memorable it was because I don't I don't remember if that was Brad Pitt or not. Although I don't think I it felt was. like I don't know. We've been doing this podcast for a minute. I don't know if we talked about Twelve Years a Slave on the podcast. No, I don't think we have. 
I hated 12 Years a Slave, dog. And, like, my problem with 12 Years a Slave was the fact that all it was was shock for the sake of shock. It was a nigga getting his ass beat for two hours for no fucking reason. It didn't have any kind of context. It didn't have no story. All it was was a nigga getting fucked up. And the, they played the the reasoning behind it. And the thing about that is, like, the reasoning behind it, it, the, it takes place after slavery has already been abolished, I think. Like, the right. dude, the main dude was already free. So he got caught up. He was already a free man. He was already living a life as a, uh, as a musician. So you sitting there, I, at least I was sitting there wondering, like, okay, how is he in this situation right now? And then once the movie's, are, he's got his ass beat for two hours, and then after the movie's over, after the fact, it's like, oh, yeah, uh, slaves used to get kidnapped back in the day. And that was it. Like, that was the explanation for why this was happening. So to me, it felt like torture porn. Like, let's just have a nigga get fucked up for two hours, and we're going to win, like, sympathy awards. Like, we're going to, like, people are going to be like, oh, this is so sad that he was getting fucked up. Oh, this is so shocking to see on screen. Like, I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. And that's how you're going to win is all shocking people. And I felt like it was a shitty-ass movie, though. I felt like it was like, I, I, I liked Passion of the Christ, but I felt like it was like Passion of the Christ for slavery. Like, just somebody getting fucked up. Right. And, like, that movie got six Oscar nominations and won three. Just off the strength of a nigga getting fucked up. But, aside from that, it got those awards, and then now, one year later, people acting like, because Selma didn't get a director nomination, that all of a sudden the Academy don't care about black people's But stories. it got a Best Picture nomination. Exactly. It still got a Best Picture nomination, but because the director didn't get a nomination, because the actor didn't get a nomination, it's like, well, they don't care about black people movies. They don't care about us. Like, motherfucker, just, just last year, a shitty-ass movie about our story racked up nominations and awards. Just last year. Not even like three, four years ago. And they're like, I, I posted a tw- several tweets of stats of what the uh, Academy has nominated and awarded actors for. I hope you wasn't expecting to read that shit. No, I wasn't because niggas don't care. They just want to... Like, I said in the tweets, I'm like, you just want to... Fu-. Like, fuck facts. All y'all want to do is fire off these angry-ass tweets. So I don't expect y'all to even care about facts. So, you know, one of the facts was all the awards that 12 Years a Slave racked up last year. The fact that... I think I posted that, like, I think 10, 10 black uh, men have not been nominated or won Academy Awards in the past 15 years, something like that. And two of those years, there were two black men in the same category. It was something like Will Smith and Jamie Foxx or uh, Don Cheadle and Forrest Whitaker, something like that. Right. There was, it was two guys in the same year nominated for Best Actor. So, and... Jamie Foxx, I think Jamie Foxx won. I know Will Smith didn't. I'm pretty sure. I think Forrest Whitaker won. So, like, there's been that. Um, I've put, like, a black woman has won an Oscar in three of the last six years. Something like that. Octavia Spencer won for The Help. Um, I can't remember all of them, but there were, there were a handful. Oh, well, Lupita, Lupita won last, last year, year. Uh, for supporting actors. When did Holly won? That was longer than six years ago. Oh, okay. But Halle Berry won for Monsters Ball. Right, right. I, I want to say like two thousand. That's the same year. That's the same year. Does that won for uh, training, training day? day? It might be. It might yeah. be. But the, the point being is that it's not like they're just like fuck all these black people. Black people have been killing it for the past fifteen years or so. Not killing it, but they've been in there for the past fifteen years or so. 
And they're acting like because Selma didn't get these two nominations that they felt they deserved that people just don't care about black people, black people's story. And then the other side of that that I think is fucked up is that black people have been telling the same goddamn story in every movie that they made. Right. So how do you expect to continue to get not to get nominations and get awards for telling the same story about slavery and and uh, segregation that you've already won awards for? Like to me, I think like if you want black people to get more recognition in the Academy Awards and the Golden Globes, make something that's creative, something that's new, and just have black people be in it. Like if like to me, the best movie I've seen so far this year is Interstellar. Like if Interstellar starred black people, I don't think they would. It is Interstellar got ignored with white people in it. With Matthew McConaughey, who just won an Oscar last year, was a star. He was in it, and it still didn't get no love. So, for whatever reason, they felt like Interstellar wasn't worthy. But my point is that, like, something creative like that, or a new idea, take something new, take something fresh, and just have black people be in it. And maybe you can get some awards. But every movie we come out with is all about slavery and segregation and shit. And they're like, well, why don't we win for this? Well, because, we, for one, we've already won multiple times on this same story, including last year. And for two, like, let's do something different. Like, try something new. Be creative. Bring something new to the table. Right. I think. I guess my my two points about uh, two points that I, I that I have is that one, uh, the people who vote on this shit is middle aged white men. They if 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 you're not gonna push to change the committee of who votes on this stuff, a lot of stuff won't change. But these are the same white people who showed our love for twelve years of slave last year. But, but okay. See, even with that, that's just that's like. So if they they really thought that was a good movie, why would you think they would think Selma is a you know what I mean? If you feel that Selma is so much higher or so much greater than say a tour you say, if you think that, you know, if it's that much of a disparity in like, you know, votes and stuff, you know, question who who voted for it. Then too why would you think that Selma is the best movie out because it's black? Like no one's probably seen the rest of these movies. Uh, exactly, that to, was to, my to next point. Even just to say that these movies are not worthy of, of of awards, like because they're white movies that they're you know they're not they're not shit. You right, because you saw Selma and you were moved by it, even though like it's not like the Martin Luther King story is new. But like if you you watch Selma, you think like oh oh this is so shocking, I'm so moved. It's an emotional draw. Yeah, and and, and and even if you're into that idea and you feel like that's valid, if that's all you've seen, how can you fault the Academy for not yep. giving Selma the love that you think it deserves when you haven't seen the movies that they gave love to? Right. So like for me at this moment, I've seen like I said, I've seen four to eight. I will have seen. I guarantee. I will have seen all eight before the Oscars actually air. And at this moment. I'm actually, I feel like, I almost feel like they should be grateful that Selma got nominated at all. And that's not to say that I think the Selma is bad, but like I said, I feel like Selma, Selma is a good movie, but Selma didn't do anything that made, like, for me, when I leave out of a movie, I need to feel affected in some way. Like, I saw something that was, right. like, crazy. Like, this was new, this was different, this was something that re- was really moving. And Martin Luther King's story is not new. Like it was a good movie and it was well it's done. Like, it's like how many how many twists or how much information can you really pull out that's not, that's not already known? Exactly, and, and it, that could pull off to be like great cinema. Exactly. You know, I, I mean, you, the the story of Martin Luther King by far one of the better stories of you know our our lifetime. But 
how many times can it be spoken and you know it becomes captivating? Like we know what happened. There's a holiday for this nigga. Like it's not right. like the Martin Luther King story. That's the good thing about like like you take a movie. I didn't actually see this movie, but take a movie like Red Tails about that black uh, people uh, who worked in the Air Force or whatever it was. But that's that even I didn't see it. But even then, that's a that's a different perspective. Mm-hmm. That's something new. Martin Luther King's story isn't new. So, no. like, another example is last night I watched uh, Birdman, one of the, the four, oh, one yeah. of the eight nominees. I, w- I wanted to see that. So, Birdman is about, um, Michael Keaton's character is a dude who, he, he was a, a big star when he was younger because he starred in superhero movies about a, a character named Birdman. So, to put in perspective, say, like, Robert Downey Jr. playing, playing Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And then we'll say... 15, 15 years down the road, Robert Downey Jr. is trying to find significance in his life because now he's only known for playing Iron Man. But anyway, uh, Mike Keaton's character was a big a big deal when he played Birdman in these comic book movies. And now he's trying to find relevance. And he's trying to find his place in, uh, not cinema, but he's trying to find his place in art okay. and trying to gain relevance again. So now he's he's doing a play that he adapted this play from from a short story, and he wrote it. He's directing it, and he's starring in it. And he's dealing with his one his his own self doubt, his own uh, his own thoughts of 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 inadequacy, and trying to stay relevant when he's dealing with the fact that he used to be hot shit, but he ain't shit no more. And it also has an added aspect of the idea that. Um, he has trouble separating his current situation and who he currently is and what he's currently doing with who he was back when he was a star. And they also played it up in a they they played it up in ways that I don't want to reveal right now, but they played it up in a way that was pretty creative. And I was watching that thinking like, okay, this is a new concept, this is a new idea, this is creative, like. If Birdman was done with all black people, I think they would probably be just as well received as as the current Birdman is. Because it's off the strength of the fact that it's new, it's creative, it's fresh, and it's something that we're not used to. And it's a story that's told in a different kind of way. But if you just keep sending us slave movie after slave movie after segregation movie after segregation movie, you don't get the same shit. And people are going to stop... Feeling that unless you can tell that story in a different way. But instead of trying to tell that story in a different way, tell a different story. And just have black people in it. And then if you tell a whole different story, if Interstellar had all black people in it, and it was just as great as it was, and then didn't get no nominations, now you got a valid complaint. Right. So, like, I don't... Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they should make something different other than Tyler Perry, other than Medea movies and Slade movies. Like, Tafari does that shit up. Tafari say that shit all the time. That he's tired of seeing... The same damn movies about slavery and about shit. He's right though. I agree though. I mean, and, and, and it, yeah, I, I, I just, I, I just totally agree. Uh, and with you know, like I say, my point is that you know the the the, the judging base has always been the same. It's always been middle aged, old ass white guys. And you know, if that's not going to change, nothing's going to change. One and then two, how do you just discount a, a ton of movies for the whole year and you haven't seen none of them? But right. Selma is the best movie out. And how does that fuck? Because I haven't seen Selma, but I'm not raving that it's a great movie because I don't know what the fuck it is. I mean, I know what it's about, but then again, it's like shit. Hundreds of movies are probably, you know, tens of 
hundreds of movies that came out this year, and you ain't seen none of them, but some was the best movie out. Right. And somehow, you know, several people got ripped off because you saw that and you thought it was great, but you ain't seen nothing else. Like, all the other people who got... I do think that the guy who played Martin Luther King probably should have got an Oscar nomination. Okay. And probably the director probably should have gotten one, too. But... I've seen the other. I've seen the other movies too. So like, and the thing is, they won. Yeah, they, they, they got not. They got and, a nomination. And they still got the best. Right, they still got the best picture nomination. So I, I don't know. I don't. I'm not a fan of that. Of people being mad that like, okay, some black come out and it's serious and it's good, then automatically you should be have awards wreaked upon it. And that's all you've seen. You ain't seen shit else, but you know that you got fucked over, even though you ain't seen nothing else. And even though you refuse to acknowledge the fact that we are putting out the same fucking idea over and over and over again, but while white folks out here putting out new shit about fucking space and a fourth dimension and traveling through time and all kinds of crazy, crazy ass creative ideas and shit, but we still we still putting out movies about slavery, like put out something that's new and creative, and then and then see how how that goes. Put out a great movie that's new. And if that shit gets ripped off, now you got a valid complaint. Yeah. But you definitely don't have a valid complaint when 12 Years Slave racked up all them un, unworthy nominations last year. But I said that shit was just a nigga in his ass beat for two hours, and that shit got all the nominations you niggas wanted. I tried to watch multiple times, and I never got totally through it. I still didn't finish it. <laughs> but, you know, I just I just got tired of it. I couldn't do it anymore. So I was like, fuck it. I was watching 12 Years of Slave legit mad. Like, why am I watching this nigga get beat over and over for no fucking reason? With no explanation. Like, he just gets beat, and I'm just like... He gets kidnapped, he gets beat. Like, we ain't never seen no movie where a nigga got beat before. I'm like, this is... Okay, this isn't anything new. I've seen a nigga get beaten in movies nine million times. Why is this movie where this man is getting beat over the top crazy getting beat? Why is this different than any of the other movies where somebody got crazy over the top beat? And at least them movies had an explanation, like slavery. But this nigga was free. And you still not gonna tell me why he getting his ass beat until after the fucking credits roll? Like, it really felt like the whole point was just to, like, was just a shock for the sake of shock. Let's just put, let's just have a nigga get his ass whooped and make that shit as shocking as possible and we got a great movie on our hands. Like, it's more to it than that. And I feel like that movie brought enough, and it had potential. Because at the beginning of it, dude was free, and he was like a really talented musician. He was doing like uh, shows. He was performing in front of white folks. And the premise, the way it started out, was that he uh, was he got a gig somewhere right. where like a couple of white people was gonna pay him a whole lot of loot right, right. and hook his family up to do to do a contract where he would do shows doing music. So why did they say shit? Why did they say they picked him? What did they ever say? Like why did they pick, you say into the credits? They at the end, they, they just said that, like, at the end, at, at the end of the movie, you know how sometimes at the end of a movie they just put words on the screen to tell you, like, what happened to people mm-hmm. after the fact? They just said, like, around that time that people, black guys would get kidnapped and then sold or whatever like that and whatever. But and, that like, was, and that was it. That was it. But it was like, okay, I just watched him get his ass beat for two hours with no idea on how a free man is just getting his ass beat and that's just it. Like, this, like okay, one minute he's... Got like the dream job where he's about to get paid to get paid a bunch of money to do great music for a whole bunch of people. He's free as a family. He dresses well. He's dignified. Like it's a classy dude. Like, and then all of a sudden he's getting fucked up for two hours, and we don't find out why until after the movie's already over. 
Like I don't I don't get why that shit was such a big deal. People I feel like people were not able to look at it past the visual shock. Like, okay, he just got I don't know. I could have dealt with it better. I could have dealt with it better if he know he was a successful musician and all this stuff, and they kidnap kidnap him to perform for fuck, fuckers for the next five years or some shit. Right? Where they was even using his actual talent the or whole, whatever he was yeah, doing. The whole thing was like, you know, you, you, let's just beat a nigga up. You, so you, he's gonna take him. Like you go, you, you steal this talented Negro carpenter to go build houses for you for the next ten years. No, you took a musician and you just made him a fucking regular slave and yeah. beat the shit out of him. Yeah, now I'm even more pissed at the end of the, that was the end. That was the pyramids. Yeah, at the end, they would just put the words on the screen like, yeah, back then they just kidnapped niggas like that. <laughs> like, that was the explanation. Like, that's the explanation for this whole movie was like, yeah, back then at that time they kidnapped niggas like a motherfucker. And that was the explanation. And that, that shit drove me crazy, man. I hated that movie, dog. I really did. Like, I spent so much time ranting about that movie, how much I hated it, and how I was hoping that it wouldn't win. Like, all I cared about with last year Oscars was that 12 Year Slave didn't win. That's all I care about. Like, please don't uh, let this movie win. And it's and it showed it win. Uh, and like that, that shit bothered the fuck out of me, man. I like Gravity way more. I like Dallas Buyers Club way more. And I think there was another one that I like way more too. So far this year, and I feel like right now we're at a point where I feel like the bar is lowered. I don't really leave the theater at this point, having seen something and feeling like I really got blown away. Like that was amazing. Like, I felt that way after seeing Interstellar. Like, I left Interstellar, I was like, man, that's some crazy shit. That was great. And, but I haven't really felt that way consistently. Like, for, for a few years, it was like, you get the Oscar nominees, and I was like, man, I love this one. I love this one. I love this one. And that one was okay. That was okay. Like, but now it's just like, right. everything I watch, I'm just like, that was cool. That was cool. That was cool. It was very, very indifferent. And I haven't seen anything that's really blown me away. Like, when I left, um... Have you seen No Country for Old Men? Yep. When I left the theater after seeing No Country for Old Men, I was like blown away. I was like, man, that shit was so fucking Did good. Did that win? That yeah, it won. Yeah. There was no doubt say, in my mind. I have to say, I would I imagine like, that was. Because that was one of the better movies I've seen that year. Yeah, when I saw No Country for Old Men, I was like, that, that movie needs to win Best Picture. Absolutely. And it, it sure enough did. And now, I, I, I think that's one of the ones I watched after the awards then. Because I didn't know too much. The title didn't really... It's, yeah, it was not a very sexy yeah, title. Yeah, <laughs> even watching the trailers, it was like eh. I thought it could be some old ass, just be some old ass white man. <laughs> like you're literally to the title of the movie, and so I didn't get on it until like months later. I, will, I would say probably after the the Oscars. I don't remember. I know I didn't watch it in time. Yeah, yeah I like, watched it when it came out. Like I went to the theater. I had to go to like one of the little art theaters to see it. When I left out the theater, I was blown away. I was like, man, that shit was so. Like, No Country for Old Men was not just the best movie I saw that year. That was one of the best movies I've seen that decade. Like, that 2000 to 2010 decade. No Country for Old Men stands out for me. When I left that theater, I was like, that's one of the most amazing movies I've seen in a long time. And I I don't get that feeling anymore. I thoroughly enjoyed it. That was one of the movies I wish I would have seen in the theater when I saw it afterwards. Like, man, this is one of the dope ones to went to. Yeah, I I absolutely love that movie. I walked out like, it's going to win. This Oscar is going to win. That Oscar is going to win. That Oscar, like, I came out... Already knowing it was going to rack up Oscars, and it did. And I haven't had, I don't think I've really had that feeling since. Like, I've never really felt. See, that's the creative, creative type movie that that should win. Yeah. Make something like that with black people in it, and it'll probably win. 
I, I really enjoy um, Pursuit of Happiness, the Will Smith movie. Mm-hmm. I really, really, really enjoyed that movie. Um, I just like why just something that I feel is different. Like uh, Wolf, oh, Wolf Wall Street was the other one last year that I really enjoyed. I thought Wolf of Wall Street was pretty cool. Yeah, I finally watched that uh, probably about a month or so ago. Yeah, I I enjoyed that one. I didn't think it had really any chance to win, but I, I enjoyed that one. But that was like it was a it was a different story. And I like I like different stories, and you're not gonna get me with the slave segregation story over and over and over again. But I, I feel like they're not really putting. I feel like we're bigging up movies that aren't even really that good anymore, man. Like the ones that I've seen so far. All four that I've seen so far have been good, but none of them have been great. Like I'd give them all like like a a B, a B rating or something like that. I haven't seen anything. Where I was like, oh wow, that was really fucking good. And I've watched the four that I've watched are the ones that I feel had the best chance of being an A plus movie, and they were all Bs to me. So like the four remaining ones, I don't really have high hopes for. So based on that, I don't either. Shit. Yeah, they're the ones that I feel like are the least likely to win the awards too. So yeah, I don't know. I guess we can uh, wrap up. Somehow we're almost up to two hours again. I don't know how we do it. Right. I, I swear, we, I looked at times about an hour and thirty. I was like, yeah, I'm probably gonna wrap up. And then you know, shit happens as it always does. And then I get mad about nigga movies, and now it's <laughs> twenty minutes later, <laughs> twenty twenty five minutes later, right. shit, on, a, on a nigger movie rant. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Well, anyway, thanks for uh, for listening as always, and. Uh, See you guys next week. Peace.